The Halo universe is filled with wonder, mystery, and fascinating discoveries around every corner. With so much to explore, three friends decided it was about time that they boot up their consoles and discuss this universe that has grabbed their attention since childhood. Jumperscape Audio kindly welcomes you to join them in the library. Welcome, one and all, back to the library, the show where we usually talk about Halo lore, and we're doing that again this time, but this time we've got a little bit of a problem. I'm one of your hosts, Austin. I'm also joined by my lovely co-hosts, my good friends, my pals, Connor and James. Yeah, I'm here. Shane couldn't make it. I couldn't save him. He's peacefully past us. (laughs) Shane has abandoned us. Or did we abandon Shane? He abandoned us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, get well soon, buddy. He's not sick. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's very much not. He's he's very fine. I'm fairly certain he's just hanging out, probably asleep. <laughs> but you know, there's those days you just you need you need that time. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it just be like that. It does. Sometimes it, it really, really do. It, it really, really scooby dooby doo. Well, gents, I've I've gathered you here this week. Originally, I was going to be talking about uh, probably one of the games. I was going to be getting into some of the game lore, uh, okay. but something has come up. Something Ooh. has come to my attention. What has come to your attention? Well, <laughs> quick I know- pause. Yes, the Cavs play tonight. Okay. <laughs> okay. What if he's at a Cavs game? And uh, <laughs> oh. Instead of just saying, I have a Cavs game. Yeah, maybe. We'll find out, I guess, eventually. Do you think that's possible? Check, check his story. It's not there. It's <laughs> all, okay, that would, be, that would be really dumb. That, that would go against exactly my theory. <laughs> no. The pretending part. No, if he's at a Sorry. Cavs game, he lets the world know. Let's move on. But before we get started on everything, uh, I just want to real quick mention all the usual stuff. Uh, first of all, if you want to join a community, you can go to discord.gg forward slash jumperscape. If you want to support us directly, you can go to patreon.com forward slash jumperscape or ko-fi.com forward slash jumperscape. Lots of stuff going on there. Lo-fi radio still live. Uh, all sorts of stuff being worked on currently in the in the pipeline. And you know this is going to be one of the best places to get updated. But if you don't want to keep your eyes on the show, then you can check out the YouTube channel. Still just Jumperscape Media and our Discord announcements. Always have the latest things that we're working on. So, uh, without further ado, so a couple months ago, uh, I had I was trying to find Halo novels. I was trying to specifically find the listing for Halo Epitaph, the book that's coming out next month. That is going to be basically the end of the didact story, more than likely. Mm-hmm. I've mentioned it a couple times before, and I was looking for the Halo novels because I don't own all of them yet. I do now anyway. Uh, and so I I was looking for them, and when I when I searched for them, I found a book that I didn't recognize that had released months before uh, and I was confused. It was called Halo Defiance and I didn't recognize it. The cover looked a little weird and I was like, well, what is this? I've never seen this before. And so I'm looking through and it takes a review to tell me this book is not canon. It was written by a fan and I got confused and the rabbit hole didn't open up for me then. I was just like, well, that's kind of dumb and I moved on. But it has come back because people started reading it and I don't 
really agree with how this guy went about this. Um, Tell us why. Sure. So first and foremost, the book was written by a man named Alexander Furman. Online, he goes by Phoenix Affliction. He's a lore guy like us. Yeah. Except he's irresponsible. (laughs) Uh, That's as much as I'll say about the guy. That's the only thing. Irresponsible because he shouldn't have done what he did. That's the bottom line. Ballsy. I'll give him that. Very ballsy. But he shouldn't have done it. Uh, so, gents, you I've already talked to you guys before about how legality works with Halo. How, like, when we were putting this whole thing together, we can't have Halo as the first word in the title of the show because that's straight up against copyright laws with Microsoft. Yeah. Um, we can't use assets from the games as a lot of things. We can use sounds occasionally and we can use we can use their music. Technically, we just we go to our buddy Yafet Meza to do our music instead because he's awesome. Um, this guy did a lot of things that are just outright confusing. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to get into the, the publishing of this first and how it went. And then I'll get into the story because I have read, I, I haven't read the whole thing. I tried to, but it's, it's painful to read. Um, that is, pretty much the gist of it. Like I, I wanted to read the whole thing, but I, at some point I just got so bored that I just started kind of rushing through most of it. Um, I would have just spark noted it. It was, it was hard. I mean, if I can actually real quick show James for a little bit, I was marking all the, the places that had an issue. And this is what I have. That's a lot of highlighted material. That's a, that's a lot of damage. Oh, that's wow. There's different colors in there too. We got, he's, color, we got, he's color coding his ass. His, his problems have different categories. All right. I don't know what this guy was doing. Uh, so the publishing, first of all, he goes through a, a vanity publisher, which is basically a publisher that's like, Hey, we'll throw you everywhere. If you give us money for it, like as in vanity fair vanity, no, like it's, it's just called a vanity publisher. They're called Fulton books. Okay. Uh, so Fulton books is just a, it's a cheap and easy way to get your books published everywhere. All sorts of authors have gone through them. They're kind of a scam in a way. Uh, Mostly from the fact they don't go through any process and that's how this somehow got published. (laughs) Uh, Now, basically, here's here's a number of things that he has done that is straight up against the law that Microsoft could easily just sue him to hell and back over. Uh, First and foremost, he used the word halo in his title. You're not allowed to do that. Second. Strike one. Yeah. Second. Uh. I guess this isn't technically against the law, but it is against the internet law. The cover is AI generated. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Strike two. <laughs> uh, three, he's using canon characters from the Halo franchise and throwing them into a mixed bag story. Not great. Uh, and then probably... Of course, strike four would be he published it at all. <laughs> uh, strike four. Wow, it's really out. It doesn't matter if he clarifies in the book in the first few pages, this isn't canon. That doesn't matter. You still added to the story on accident, basically. Um, I would ask Halopedia to weigh in on how that goes, but I was straight up told by Chris Eichen, I don't read fan fiction. Um, 
so I can't ask him to do that. <laughs> it, uh, it, you know, this is the circumstances. So he's done a lot of things that are uh, bad, including publishing. I don't know how this book has ended up in libraries, but it has. <laughs> there are people reporting they found it and they found it in libraries. How much did it? Do? I say this guy pulled off the heist of the century. <laughs> he, sounds like he made his. Sounds body. like he has a grind set. Okay, like, you just want to understand. I guess because uh, well, here's the thing. I was 100 percent like not 100 percent. I was like I was somewhat cheering for him, but then I found out he reviewed his own book. That I did he see re- that. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did he rate his own book? Five stars? No, four actually. <laughs> so okay, he's humble. He said he wrote an awesome Halo story that sheds light on some Spartans we don't hear much about. Four stars. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you're supposed to get bots to do that. <laughs> Take no, inspiration from the mobile games. The real reviews are not great. Uh, they're, actually, some of them are pretty all right. There's one five star on Amazon that says, love it. That's it. Uh, Come on now. There's one review that, and here's the thing. This is actually, I'll get into this later in a second, but the, the, there's one review that says the description does not tell you that the book is unofficial and is not part of the official canon. And it's just a picture of the page that says it. Then uh, there's another one that's just kind of, it's a two star just pointing out a lot of the issues I'm going to get into in a second. And then another one that's actually four stars, which is impressive. Uh, but the but the review is wrong because uh, at one point it goes faithful to the lore. No, it's not. It's not even not even close. <laughs> um, now some people are coming to this guy's defense, uh, saying things like on Twitter, guy named Biotrek says, "Did he do something wrong? Let him be. No need to be so disrespectful on the guy. I also don't like AI art, but I don't blame anyone for using it." So he's defending the the AI cover art. Um, and everyone else is pointing out that's the least of the problems. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Twitter has kind of gone nuts over it. Uh, they've been posting a whole lot about it because of just the fact that it finally caught the attention of folks like us and we talk and people listen. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know what this guy was expecting. I'm hoping he was expecting this because I don't know how he could expect to release something like this to a deep lore crowd and expect to be accepted. Uh, I think the thing that's probably the most concerning is the fact that he is intending to talk to 343 about getting it canonized. Yeah, if you're talking, like, if you're, like, making books and you are just wrong, expect to be called out on it instantly because people with their books, they tend to care. Because let's be honest, the book reading people probably care a little more than about, let's say, like, me who only plays the video games and watches the shows. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um... So the 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 unfortunate thing about about what he's doing with this canon thing. 343 is not just protective of their baby, they'll kill for their baby. Uh and most importantly, it doesn't matter how good your product is, they will never canonize anything that they themselves did not authorize. I learned that lesson back in 2019 uh when we were well actually 2021 when we were releasing Tarkov, a Halo story, and stupidly, I was trying to talk to people about it, and Microsoft had to tell me, hey, just so you know, we could take your product, but it's not going to be yours, and it will be ours forever. And I'm like, okay, I'll back off. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, And what I'm opting for instead, and I think this guy should have done that if he was really this passionate, was get an agent, start talking to 343 about writing something officially. 
like it would have been a better idea. Uh, three, four, three is protective to the degree that they will not, they won't canonize anything that's not from their, their doors. And it even goes as far as there's one product that's really good called fistful of arrows. It's notable to talk about this one because it's a visual novel, basically like a very long comic book about June. What happens to June after he leaves in halo reach with Halsey. And it's a very, very good story written. Fantastically. The art is beautiful. Bungie loved it. Three, four, three loves it. The fans love it. Three, four, three will not canonize it. They're like, we love this. We can't call it officially canon. And it's just part of their policy. Like they love it. It's, dubiously canon people will consider it canon they'll talk about it. it's got a page on halopedia like it, we consider it canon but it's not officially canon at any point it can be replaced um so that's the unfortunate part uh that i don't think this guy knew about but he didn't know about a lot of things i think uh, as indicated by the stuff in the story um so aside from the very very large problems with publishing this book and to begin with uh, and putting himself on the same level as some of the largest authors in sci-fi writing. Um, the story we can, we can talk about that. Uh, it's not fantastic. Uh, I apologize, James, but uh, the arbiter is briefly in this. Um, it's not, how did they massacre my boy? I mean, they made him kind of, <laughs> At first, the guy makes him responsible for stuff that he wasn't responsible for, things that happened in other novels that were not his fault. Uh, um, okay. He also tries to continue the story of Cole Protocol, which also I don't think was really his fault, um, and kind of just makes it so that like he's kind of a high and mighty, kind of useless leader in a way or in, in, to the degree that he just doesn't care that someone's trying to usurp him within his own fleet, which I don't think would be something that he would uphold. No, <laughs> mm -mm. not at the time. Like, I feel like that's just a confusion of arbiters like characterization. Cause he's clearly has a very firm grip on his faction and, you know, but he like, and he's a bit, but he's a bit, you know, uh, he's a, he's a, Elite of the people. Yeah. But, but he, was, he was still tough. But he still wouldn't think to kill you if you threatened him. <laughs> like that's the vibe I got. It's a it's a good way to describe him. It really is. Or his concert of worlds. <laughs> concert of worlds. Maybe that's why maybe he thinks the whole concert of worlds thing is a bit naive. Which I have no idea. I don't know. I, I'm just I'm just spitballing here. I mean, the, and so he got the read that the arbiter is more of an idealist who can't like actually. The do thing anything. is, that I think he's an idealist now. I don't think he was when he was a fleet master. Oh, that's oh, you didn't tell me when this took place. Oh, this is twenty five thirty nine, baby. We're in the middle of the Covenant War. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of messed it up. Um, there's also covenant characters in this, like elite characters in this story that do not have the suffix of E. So like we have, uh, I think the name was Keto Havam, which it should be Keto Havami. Uh, Cause we had someone uh, bring up on our discord. Well, what if it's supposed to be just for like high ranking 
uh, elites. And it's like, well, if that's the case, he's still on the command deck of a flagship. Like <laughs> he would still, no matter what, have the E suffix. Um, and it's funny that he didn't include the E suffix because there's even an elite in there who has the I suffix, which is a recent addition that there's aristocrat elites that have been there. Like Jagar. Well, what, about, what about dual Mdama? And Dama is like a, his original name was, uh, Jewel. I think it was like, actually they have his name, his original name from the covenant era. Let me real quick, just look that up because I don't, I remember it. I just, that's what it is. Yeah. I just didn't want to sound like an idiot. Yeah. It's, it was Jewel M. Dama E. <laughs> Beautiful. It's literally just adding E at the end of a, <laughs> So yeah, it was a thing. Every elite had the E suffix. If you were in the military, if you were conscripted into the covenant military E. So they just, any name, E. Any covenant, any elite, any elite. It was a formality. It was, it was like a mark of honor. If you had the E, then you were in the military. If you had the I, you're an aristocrat. There is, there's only one that we know of, at least off the top of my head, Jagar Adamni from, from infinite. He's an aristocrat, which gives me that vibe. Uh, there's another one here that's supposed to, ha- I guess, be an aristocrat because he is an I. The but aristocrats. Yes. I find it really fun. I want to look into them. I haven't seen anything about them yet. I haven't read. But it was, it was like the first I've heard of elite aristocrats. That's that's what I'm at because like, I don't know anything about them, just that they exist. <laughs> um, so uh, going into the actual book. Uh, the description of the like the synopsis and the and the description on Amazon reads as follows. April 2539. It has been more than a decade since the beginning of the Covenant War that has seen billions dead and colonies falling like dominoes. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just, it's such a light way of putting it. Colonies falling like dominoes. Humanity is spread thin and running out of time. The Office of Naval Intelligence and their Prowler Corps, a collective of secretive stealth ships, have found the ruthless fleet of particular justice and their next likely target, a planet called Boundary, a rare stroke of luck for the battered United Nations Space Command, which is not described as a rare stroke of luck in the book. It's actually described as like a horrible, like this shouldn't be happening thing. With little time to prepare or plan, Task Force Commander Captain Alistair Fulton. I found it funny that the captain's name is Fulton and he published this through Fulton Books. I don't know if that was on purpose or if it's like, thank you for signing up your book. I'm winking. (laughs) Thank you for signing up your book with Fulton Books. In order to be admitted, you must name one of your characters Fulton. (laughs) I I can see it. That'd be really dumb. Uh, Captain Alistair Fulton and his small fleet have been dispatched to meet the Covenant head-on. With the help of the hastily formed Teal Team, Arthur 079, Solomon 069, Sheila 065, and Cal 141, Captain Fulton and his crew must meet their foe head-on to buy time the the citizens of... Even this thing has bad grammar. To buy time the citizens of Boundary so desperately need to evacuate. (laughs) What was the team called? Teal team. Teal. It's it's okay. a shade of blue, but that's the funny part is that's blue team. <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard I heard something teal. different. Yeah, teal team. It should have gone lightish red teal uh, lightish red team. That's lightish blue team. There was a joke in the in the Discord about that. That's why I'm quoting it. An unlikely group of militia and political figures come together with the brave men and women of Task Force Lima to defy the Covenant in what they are so desperately to seek: the utter annihilation of humanity. 
Best friends. Task Force 414. <laughs> Boundary spirit is tough, but will it be enough? It wasn't. It wasn't. It got glassed. Shock and awe. Isn't it surprising? <laughs> like, that's the thing. Your family got vaporized. <laughs> but here's, here's the thing, okay? I just... When you're writing a Halo novel... You got to make it more than just the covenant have glassed it because that is the story for a lot of human <laughs> colonies. You can mix it up with different characters. You could add in different uh, people that are present, but it's always going to be the same story. So what's the, what's the point? How are they going to be different at the end of the book? Aside from them being dead, <laughs> like it bugs me. Um, They're dead. And I wrote about them. <laughs> The Spartans that he chose, Arthur, Solomon, Sheila, and Cal. Arthur, Solomon, and Cal are from Halo Legends. Cal 141 is the lady Spartan who got slammed by a chieftain uh, before that ODST took a crack shot at the prophet. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, Connor, have we watched Halo Legends with you? Halo Legends, I don't think. Dude, I feel bad. If we have. If the Halo anime. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. We've, we've watched quite a few of those. Okay, good. Because, dude, I was going to be so worried for you because I, I feel bad if See, I didn't do I that. know we've watched a ton of Halo stuff to begin with. Yeah. Like, I had to think for that. <laughs> uh, now, Solomon and Arthur, they're both from the 3D one, the package. Uh, Solomon's yeah. the one that gets blowed up by the decoy ship. Uh, and Arthur, I think, just explodes while he's on his little mm-hmm. cosmic Vespa. <laughs> <laughs> um sheila is a character she's briefly mentioned in like i think a book or something but there's nothing about her she just kind of exists she is a spartan and that's all we know i have an aunt named sheila that's awesome dude i'm happy for you oh (laughs) sheila i I tried the australian that the best i could it did not come out well (laughs) Outback Steakhouse for five ninety nine. You can get a. There's a Shayla. Come in and get the more burger. Come on down. Oh, man. that'd be awesome. I would come in for that. Great, I ain't Shayla. So this is this is interesting because the way that this guy writes, it's both overly descriptive and overly verbose, but also not giving enough details. Uh, there are certain parts where he feels the need to explain, and then there are certain parts that he just doesn't explain whatsoever. Uh, I'll get into all of that in a bit, but to get us started, I want to do a direct comparison, my friends. Halo First Strike, written by Eric Nyland, is probably one of the best Halo books of all time, if not the best one. Uh, The three books that Eric Nyland wrote, The Fall of Reach, First Strike, and Ghost of Onyx, are basically the backbone of Halo's canon. Everything that is important happens in these three books. And this man knows exactly how to describe characters, how to give you the idea of what a Spartan is before you ever get the visual description of what they look like, let alone leaving aside the fact there's pictures right there. But that's this is this was mass market paperback when this was first released. So there was none of that. (laughs) I like pictures. Yes. (laughs) So here I'm just going to real quick give you the the first paragraph of this book. And then we're going to directly compare it to the first paragraph of Halo Defiance because I'm only doing this because if you're going to throw yourself into the Halo franchise where all of these A-lister authors are writing some of the best stuff they've ever written, you're going to be compared and you probably should be because if you're going to be up here with the best, you got to write like the best. I'm just saying. 
Spartan 104, Frederick, twirled a combat knife, his fingers nimble despite the bulky Mjolnir combat armor that encased his body. The blade traced a complicated series of graceful arcs in the air. The few remaining naval personnel on the deck turned pale and averted their eyes. A Spartan wielding a knife was generally accompanied by the presence of several dead bodies. <laughs> you know what a Spartan is before you even get into the book. It's beautiful. It's wonderfully written. What's the first paragraph of, for, of Halo Defines? I'm glad you asked. <clears throat> Arthur 079 made his way to the bridge of the UNSC Punic-class supercarrier Nefiris, unsure of where the day would take him. Just 24 hours ago, Arthur was reassigned from search and rescue operations with his longtime squadmate and for all intents and purposes, his brother, Solomon 069. The Spartan, donning his standard naval working uniform consisting of a smart khaki uniform and close-cropped blonde haircut, <laughs> looked more like a walking tank than a sailor that belonged as part of the complement on this impressive ship of the line. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Nerd. That's what I this, get. There's too many this details. Sounds, this sounds like... Like a wine mom, like <laughs> romance novel. There's too much top of the line. <laughs> like they, they, they talked about dude's haircut and what he was wearing. I'm like, it's it's not necessary. A sleek khaki now, uniform. in this first paragraph, mm. let me tell you all the things that are already wrong. Because James, as you can see, that first paragraph already has a lot of problems there. The whole thing uh, is almost highlighted, ladies yes. and gentlemen. So first and foremost, uh, now he does do one thing. Uh, somewhat correct in every halo novel as far as i know the authors are kind enough to do the same thing when the unsc is is the subject matter of the story which is at every chapter they have the time the date the location that sort of thing so this says zero two seventeen hours april 12th 2539 military calendar slipstream space en route to matrome system aboard unsc punic class supercarrier nefaris why is it in the first sentence of this book that he repeats that he is on this UNSC supercarrier Nefaris if it's already stated at the beginning of the chapter? <laughs> For fun. It's not necessary. Uh, it sounds like he wrote the book and then realized, oh, they always do this at the beginning of the chapters. It does seem like that sometimes. You know, Zombieland, double tap, you know? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so next up, um, we have... For all intents and purposes, his brother, Solomon 069, all of the Spartans consider each other brothers and sisters. Like, that's not a unique <laughs> trait between Arthur and Solomon. They were all raised from six years old to be Spartans. It, it, yes, they're, they're brothers. Like, it's just, a, it's an unnecessary thing to point out if it's supposed to be something special. Uh, then the Spartan, donning his standard naval working uniform consisting of a smart khaki uniform and closed crop blonde haircut. What is a Spartan doing in 2539 in the middle of the Human Covenant War doing on a UNSC supercarrier out of Mjolnir armor? What is he doing? <laughs> I don't want to ask Master Cheeks. <laughs> you know, it's actually kind of funny. There's elements of the silver timeline in this book. Moving on. <laughs> you, you see, yeah, moving on, moving on. Dude, I just don't get it. Mjolnir armor, the way the Spartans dress, the way that the fact, the fact that they wear that armor is important. It's not just like a formality. I don't even think the Punic class supercarrier has anything on board to equip Mjolnir armor. So I don't know what he's doing there without the armor on, especially in his dress well, uniform. By the way that this book is written, it sounds like he's got a hot date. Right? Like, like, 
<laughs> I mean, he's going to hang out with Solomon later. <laughs> Solomon, the one with the hair? Uh, the dreadlocks? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that guy. <laughs> oh, okay. Fair enough. He's really cool. I like him. <laughs> he's, he's not all that cool in this book. Kind of looks like, kind of looks like, what's his name? <laughs> that Disney movie? Oh, uh, the Rock. Yeah, the, <laughs> are you talking about um, what can the I Scorpion say? King? Oh, Moana. Seth, oh, oh, Moana. Moana. The oh, Disney uh, movie um, Scorpion sorry. King. Yeah. No, I was just. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, no. Um, oh gosh. Maui. Mau. Yeah. Yeah. Mau. That looks like Maui. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> Scorpion <Welcome>. King. <laughs> Sorry, my brain just went like to the the rock. rock. That was the rock. (laughs) Um, Okay, next problem. I'm going to try my best to not just burn through every single problem I have with this book. Eventually, I'm going to run out, but because I just stopped noting. Random detour. Did you guys watch um, Hook when you were kids? No. I did. Were you terrified of the boo-boo box scene? I don't remember it. Where the guy gets in the chest and they like flood it with scorpions? No, I don't remember that part. It's been years. It's been years while I have seen it. That's intense. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You're fine. I, I'll need childhood re- trauma moment. I'll need to rewatch. Hey, speaking of childhood trauma, you want to see how much this this Spartan remembers of his childhood for some reason? <laughs> Why? His earliest childhood memories were those running around the crowded streets of a backwater planet named Herschel. He had glimpses from time to time of exploring the market square with his father or visiting his grandparents in the outskirts of the city. It was a humble apartment, lush with flora native to the world and always smelled sweet, a stark contrast to where he was today. Thanks. How, how and why? Um, (laughs) Because chief has in the novels thought back to his childhood. He, Vaguely remembers the face of his father. Can't remember the face of his mother. Can't remember what his home looked like. Knows that vaguely he was on a readiness too. And his most recent memory was just Halsey kidnapping him. (laughs) He knows quite a lot. Yeah. Like the childhood trauma by itself should remove most of those memories. (laughs) Like just, it's just the way it works. Hey there, Halo fans. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back with our friends right after these messages. Um, now the next issues, this one is just throughout the entire book. Uh, the word Marines is always capitalized. Uh, Marines. Yeah. It, like not all caps. I just oh. mean the, the letter M in Marines. Marines. <laughs> Cause the thing is you don't capitalize that word. You capitalize it in Marine Corps. You capitalize it when it's a title. You don't capitalize it as just the word. It's just Marines. It's, I don't know. Bro must have been a Marine himself. Yeah. Uh, so this one is kind of funny. Uh, we have him going to the bridge because he's been requested by the captain, I guess. Sierra 079 requesting permission to enter the bridge, corporal, he said crisply. Moving on past that crisply. point. Yes, he uses that word a lot, actually. Uh, the Marines let him in. And then after they let him in, there's a DNA and retinal scanner, which I don't think is on UNSC ships. I'm fairly certain that's just Oni facility stuff. Good to know. Um, but after he gets let in again, because, you know, <laughs> after the Marines let him in, he has to do that, that scan for some reason. <clears throat> Permission to enter the bridge, sir, Arthur requested and hung at the threshold of the bridge. So, like, he just picture this. He walks up. Permission to enter. Yeah, you're good. All right. <laughs> Permission to enter, Captain. <laughs> Dude, you're good. I, do, I mean, to be fair, that's me like trying to do anything. Like, I'm like, I gotta be sure. I'm like, are you sure I'm allowed in? 
Are you sure I'm allowed? <laughs> Everyone's cool if I come, right? It <laughs> like, like comes off as like, it's like, mom, can I come in? <laughs> can I stay up late tonight? <laughs> can, can I, I want to watch WrestleMania. <laughs> can, can I do this thing with my friends? And you sit there staring with a big like grin on your face. Exactly. Now, there's a lot of grammar and spelling mistakes in this novel, unfortunately. Uh, in a published novel. Yeah, he had no editors. He didn't check any of this, and it makes it super distracting. Even when I was able to actually immerse myself in the book for the brief moments I could, I immediately got pulled out by the, gra- by the grammar every time, and it sucked. Um, Buddy, Microsoft Word has a own <laughs> system. <laughs> the sentence reads as... No sooner had the sentry finished his statement than two hulking bulking bulkhead doors clicked open to reveal yet another corridor. The sentence goes on a while. So finished his sentence, then then two hulking bulkhead. It should be that. No sooner had the sentry finished his statement that two hulking bulkhead doors. (laughs) Hulking bulkhead. Uh. Yeah, that that was a pain. Um, Now this one is. (laughs) Oh, no. Uh Uh-oh. Arthur was always a fan of history, gleaning wisdom from the triumphs and failures of leaders in pariah's past. As interested as all Spartans were with combat tactics, astro-navigation, or the art of war, for some reason, history had always piqued his interest. There's a lot of commas in that one. Um, Every single Spartan is interested in history. They had to learn every single bit of war history from humanity. Like, they know all of the wars off the top of their head. They had to study it all. Um... Now there could it be. It sounds like there's a lot of run-on sentences. In yes, book. he's very good at that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, um, I um, very I had a very tough time in algebra. I was very good at being bad. At it. Uh, but that's the thing. This, uh, like my argument for the Spartans all being interested in history is they had no choice. Now I do speak in run-on sentences a lot. Well, that's the thing. Speaking is one thing. We can understand what it is that you're trying to get across. When you're writing, that's the most important thing ever because there's no mistaking it. There's no putting it together in your head. Like you have to read it as it is. When you're speaking to me, if I'm speaking to you, I'm already putting together what you're putting together. So this would work as an audio book. You might be right. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Actually, here's the thing. Buddy boy, Alex, if you're listening to this, can I call you Alex? If you're listening to this, I will do your audio book for free. If you let me just read it, on the first go and have that be the audiobook. Every time that I have to pause to fix something on the fly, to be like, no sooner had the sentry finished his statement than to then No sooner had the sentry finished his statement that two hulking bulkhead doors, like I would stop every now and then. <laughs> hulking 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 hulk, bul- hulk, hulking bul- bulking hulk, hulk, uh, <laughs> hulking bulkhead doors. Oh yeah, that, I would lose my mind. There'd be there'd be so many swear words that you would have to put that in a whole different like. Like I stutter listing. enough as it is. Like don't need to put the stuttering. <laughs> it stutters as you speak. in the book. Yeah, that book is going to be rated R by the time I'm done reading it. Now this ship that he's on is described as having like holographic projections of Roman commanders and heroes of the Punic War because he's on a Punic class supercarrier. I don't know any UNSC ship that has freaking like Star Wars style <laughs> design inside of it with de- decorations and all of that. I don't know if there's a ship out there that does have like war history just adorning the hallways, but Halo hasn't really done that as far as I remember. If the Infinity didn't do it, I don't think any other ship would. The Arbiter's Chambered has that. That's the Sanghealy, my guy. They can yeah, do whatever the hell they want. I just think it's cool. 
The UNSC does I doesn't. just think it's neat. Because the thing is that it's just a waste of, of assets. It's a waste of resources. Uh, uh, this ship can't fly until we get the sculptors out. <laughs> uh, so the next issue, he has two different names for the same character and he never does it again, but it still bothered me. Granted, Eddie's son come to the main display, responding Cal- Captain Alistair. Later, the guy speaks in a British accent, by the way, I'm just not doing it. <laughs> Later, educated on Earth and accelerated through Lunar Officer Candidate School, Captain Fulton, his name is Alistair Fulton, but he called him by his first name for the first time that he sa- that he addressed him for some reason, which you don't Alistair do. Alistair Fulton. Yeah, you don't do, like, you don't say Captain James. You would say Captain Paulus. <laughs> like, this is the way it is works. my last name out there? In the world? Yes. It is? Okay. Yeah. Just making sure. Mine is. Okay. Our last names could be out there. So I, I just wondered. I think my full name is in the Discord. If not, at least. Do you want to say your full name? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Shane's is out there. We're just, we're, we're you know, we're figureheads. I, I am. To some degree, I guess. This, uh, I thought I was comfortably hiding within the millions of Jameses that exist in the no, world. No, now you now you have a cult, my guy. That's true. <laughs> I, oh, speaking of cults, not to like sidestep into the story that we're reading here. Do I have one in the chat? You do now. Yeah, <laughs> someone developed a whole new cult for you. It, do I do I want to be the figurehead for my cult? I guess day? you should be. I mean, it is you. <laughs> the thing, the funny thing about it is that the guy who started it, I don't think he messages that often at all. He just randomly jumped in. It he was just, just threw it at Connor. <laughs> hey, most importantly, it was a GIF like that gopher screaming, and there was text just Connor on it. So the Connor. guy might have made a whole new GIF just for that. <laughs> Unless there's a GIF floating around, it was just Connor. Dude, I saw that, I, and I like laughed. I'm like, is this what I think it is? <laughs> I messaged you, and then here I am again. So the next issue, one of the biggest problems, yes, is the fact that we are on a planet that is not actually... Oh, dogs. There was dogs. Yeah. yeah. Dogs, okay. Yeah. Like for a second, I was like, what the fuck is that specter? Yeah. My, my neighbors have a dog. It's very loud. I wouldn't vacuum then dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, he uses a planet that's not on the list of planets that the, that Thelvadam was responsible for, which is a problem, a big problem actually, because canonically, not just canonically, not like, not just like vaguely mentioned in a book or something like that. In a Halo 2 anniversary terminal, we get a file, like three different file dossiers of of Agent Locke before he was a Spartan, giving his like opinion and his information on how dangerous Thelvatomy was. And this was like during the time of the war. So that like, he's like, if we want to win this war, we need to ensure that Thelvatomy does not survive it. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's doing pretty- that. I loved it. It pretty much sold the idea that, hey, the Arbiter is like for real the most dangerous <laughs> fleet leader. Yes. In the entire Covenant. Mm-hmm. So this guy's just going to be like, well, he's actually he's actually a wimp. He's <laughs> kind of a little uh, ineffective and high on himself. It's, it's like, it, I mean, he probably was high on himself. But probably. <laughs> yeah, it's it, like I didn't get to read all of the Covenant chapters, so who knows if there's more about the Arbiter in this one that I just don't know about. But point being, data-wise... In those terminals, data wise, data wise, one billion casualties, human casualties. It's twenty three thousand of those military. The rest civilian. <laughs> Jeez. Seven human colonies. 
specifically, Locke says seven. I went and look up, looked up the list. Boundary isn't a planet on that list. So canonically, we would have to we would have to retcon how many planets Thel was responsible for destroying. It would have to be eight. So he's already broken the canon just by doing this. As one does. Because like it, it would have to be his fleet. His fleet is glassing the planet by the end of the but book. But it's not canon. <laughs> but he's trying to get it canonized. Anyway. Um, there's something about Spartans being hospitalized for several weeks, which I don't think would happen. Um, do, 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 do another example of verboseness after managing to secure his favorite weapon of choice. When it came to ground to ground engagements, the M 41 spanker rocket launcher. It's just a very long way of saying that. <laughs> uh, he refers to Arthur had received a, co- a communique from Oni section three with a new assignment to lead a new team of Spartan commandos. They're not commandos. What? Spartan commandos don't exist. This what? has the vibe of when you write an essay and you throw in extra words. To That's make it what longer. I'm saying. That's what <laughs> like, I said. Like, like oh, to, to, to Cheyenne. For as much as I know, me hearing Spartan commandos, that sounds wrong. Yeah. Like if there is I a commando helmet. <laughs> Thank you, James. <laughs> but like if I am picking up on that being wrong, <laughs> why'd you sound like Tuco when you said shut up? <laughs> shut up! <laughs> now there's something that's very, I just, I can't do this one. Uh, he recounted the message received from John and let it play in his mind. Once again, this is how he chooses to let us read the document. The message that he received is like, he's thinking about it and thus we can read it. And he remembers it perfectly, I guess. But first of all, chief ain't responsible for that stuff. (laughs) He doesn't do that. He leads the teams that he's given, but he's not the one that gives the orders. (laughs) It's just not his, it's not his role. In fact, even though he is a master chief petty officer, that is technically still lower rank than pretty much everyone else. (laughs) Like a captain outranks him. All of the, the COs of the entirety of the Navy outrank him. Like, they all have the say in the situation, especially in Oni. Everyone in Oni outranks chief. So doesn't Fred outrank chief technically? Isn't he a lieutenant? Yeah, I think so. I think, I think he does. Yeah. That might be current timeline. Yeah. Like, as of. Yes, it is actually now. Yeah. Just clicked. Um, and also technically because Halsey is civilian. I mean, she is technically outranked by him because she's a civilian, but he has to listen to her because she's a civilian. It's just funny that way. But the message reads, I'm not going to read all of the email list stuff type stuff. Effective immediately, you are to attach to the UNSC Nefiris and assist with the planetary defense of UEG colony world boundary. Secondary objective is to assist in the delay and denial of friendly assets to hostile forces, including civilians, designating Spartan 079 as Teal 1. Sounds like HICOM also has a surprise for you. More to follow. Good hunting, Spartan. End file. Scramble destruction process enable. Press enter to continue. (laughs) (laughs) Did he just like copy and paste his email in just on on top of like empty lines of code? Dude, I lost it. I press enter to continue. (laughs) Press enter to continue. (laughs) Because now it's like when I... I I think that's meant to be a little funny. It has to... Right? Like, but why is it there? Like, why would you need to be funny right then and there? Because, like, every time I think about people managing, like, a terminal or getting a message, especially Spartans and stuff, where they get their messages in their helmet HUD, like, I don't imagine, like, I'm just picturing a Spartan sitting in a chair just hunched over his computer. 
Enter, you know, like I gotta, I gotta shout out Halo Four when the little video feed would come up. Oh, that was awesome! It was, it was, it was a little anime esque. Kind of, that makes sense. No, I think it's just because. Oh, what was his name? What was the guy in Spartan Ops? Uh, that would always chime into your ear. Dalton. He had the very nice work, Spartan. That GameStop, you kind of. I'm pretty sure that was Dalton. Spartan Dalton. Yeah, he sounded kind of lame. But I loved him so much. <laughs> wow, you really did it, Spartan. You really kicked their butts. Like, <laughs> And then Palmer would always come and be like, stop kissing their ass every single time. And then Palmer would be like, but I secretly love you. <laughs> um, now, you want to you wanna see the thing that I'm personally the most upset about because, okay. of course, it's Bring about it. ODSTs. Bring it on. I hate this. I hate this so much. Uh, <clears throat> Here, take this back to your quarters. The rest of the, the regular pomp and circumstance will have to wait. Please excuse me. I need to finish some final planning with my... Wait, is this still the thing? Nope. Uh, sorry, I went back too far. One moment. Do, 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 do. Okay. <clears throat> so we've acquiesced you and your partner, as well as Spartans, Sheila065, Cal141, and a dedicated platoon of ODSTs to assist in your efforts groundside, while the Nefiris and our modest fleet attempt to destroy the enemy in space to buy you time from the inevitable invasion. Pause before I get to the part that I hate the most. By this point in 2539, not a single captain is expecting to destroy the enemy, quote unquote. One Covenant ship is like 50 UNSC ships. <laughs> it's not going to the go that this won't this isn't going to go the way you think. <laughs> yes, James. Nothing. Okay. So the part that angers me the most is that he's assigning ODSTs to this this team, to Teal team. The ODSTs are vacuum rated and space assault qualified, as I'm told. This implies that not every ODST is vacuum is like vacuum sealed in space qualified. Every single ODST that exists is space qualified in vacuum seal suits. Like, I mean, I feel like you have to be when you get dropped out of a pod. I'm just saying you would think (laughs) like the, the ODST armor is rated to be in the sheer uninterrupted vacuum of space for 15 minutes before that the like after that the suit starts going like critical and it starts to lose its pressure but before that they're perfectly fine they can walk around in space they can use grav boots if they want to they can do pretty much anything they need to do in space it's uncomfy they don't like to do it but they can do it implying that not every odst can do it is like this whole book <laughs> feels like he both read a lot of Halopedia, but also never opened any Halopedia at all <laughs> while he was writing it. Visibly. It sounds like he picked and cho- chose the things he wanted to use. Yeah. Visibly watching Austin's skin crawl as he just <laughs> describes this whole book is entertaining. Because, like, I, this is kind of a funny jib for me and Connor, but he's clearly actually upset. <laughs> like, so- physically, emotionally, and spiritually, he is upset at this book this book has done a number on our boy austin solomon stood from the workbench he was slouched over for a moment just a moment ago back to work then team leader he chuckled as he set down a piece of unidentified material presumably an explosive of some sort he had a penchant for that sort of thing ever since they were children no he didn't no he didn't Fred and Grace were the explosive people. Fred was the one that really loved explosives. Grace was the one that was kind of creepy about it. Solomon 
never touched the stuff. <laughs> like it wasn't a thing that was like he was known for. Like I've, I cross-referenced with Halopedia just to make sure that I wasn't wrong. I controlled, I control F'd that website. I checked everything. <laughs> I couldn't find a single thing relating to explosive explosives with Solomon's character. If I missed something, Alex, you got me. I hope you're allowing me to call you Alex because otherwise I'm really insulting you if you just hate it when people call you that. <laughs> but it's not my fault. Wait, this is his name, right? <laughs> Alexander Furman. Ah. Uh, yes. Sorry, Alex. <laughs> uh, so next thing. Uh, <laughs> after several wrong turns and a few pesky interruptions from the shipboard smart AI, Arides, or whatever it is, Arites, Arthur managed to find his shared temporary quarters. What do you mean a Spartan made several wrong turns? <laughs> These are people who trained since they were child children, child, small little. He's humans. so mad he's making his own <laughs> grammatical errors. And like they, like they were outsmarting special forces when they were ten. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> we need to rally on this book soon, or you're gonna blow up. <laughs> okay. We're at the climax of uh, of inaccuracies here, I feel like. We're almost there. Almost to the climax? <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing. Another example of verboseness, just to give us a little bit of a break. As he scrolled through the data, his, his neural interface, standard issue for not only Spartans, but all naval personnel throughout the fleet, was triggered. Cool. Like, <laughs> just say that the neural interface was triggered. I don't need to know that everybody uses it. Just say, like, I will learn that based on how many people use it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, um, just, gosh. Uh, so, next up. Oh, yeah, that was wild. Um, Admiral Cole himself leaves them a video message because he has time for that. <laughs> Admiral Cole making a video message, not just be like, come get a message out to teal team. You know, like, <laughs> like dude, no, <sighs> what's the message about? I'm just, Hey, welcome to task force Lima. Uh, as I'm sure you already know, you're going to be uh, dying on boundary. Uh <laughs> that sounds like something that like an intern would do and then Probably. sign it with his name. Oh yeah. By the way, the amount of times that the phrase, as you know, pops up in this book angers me. <laughs> As you know, I hate as you know so much. It's like we are going to overuse as you know, so you will never understand as you know, as you know it. <laughs> so awesome. as you know, yes. as you would know. Here's the thing. I can understand saying as you know, in typical conversation, just oh, as to you be, know. just like to reinforce what you're about to say. As but you know, in writing, anyone would. <laughs> but it's and I'll always go back to this quote. Tom Clancy. Buzzy, difference, no, he, he the really difference between reality and fiction is that fiction has to make sense. And if you have somebody saying, as you know, it has to make sense for them to say it. And it never does in writing. That's why you don't do it. Oh, well, as you know, sometimes it's not that simple. I will kick you out of my house. Oh, as you know, you're not going <laughs> to do that. As you know, I would gracefully watch. As you know, boundary is only a hop, <laughs> skip, and a jump away from both the inner colonies and reach. Two problems. I mean, you would know as as you do. <laughs> <laughs> if boundary is only a hop, skip, and a jump away, whatever that means, from the inner colonies, twenty five thirty nine, we would have been absolutely fucked long ago. We would not have made it to the fifties. We would have been dead because if they got that close, 
That's ridiculous. Well, as you know, they <laughs> simply didn't get The second close. issue is that the inner colonies and Reach are for some reason separated as if Reach is not in the inner colonies? Like, if it's supposed to be him being like, I know my stuff, mm-hmm. then there you go. But if it's also supposed to be him being like, Reach is special, is Earth not special? <laughs> well, as you know, Reach is really the... I hope you know that I'm ignoring all of those times <laughs> you say this as we go forward. That's fair. Uh, now, this one angered a lot of my fellow lore nerds more than it did me, but it still angered me to no end because I don't know how he did this. Okay. Well, you know... It wasn't, uh, <laughs> this is talking about Dr. Halsey. It was no secret that the good doctor was always pushing the boundaries of her authority, often going toe to toe with the Admiralty and the Office of Naval Intelligence themselves. He had even heard of a time when she got into a shouting match with the legendary head of Oni himself, Admiral Michael Stanforth. Michael Stanforth is not the head of Oni, <laughs> as you know. As. It As is you know. Admiral Margaret Perringos, Vice Admiral Mar- Margaret Perringoski, or is it Admiral? I don't remember anymore. It's Margaret Perringoski. Margaret Perringoski is the head of Oni. Michael Stanforth is the head of Section 3. It's only one section. Perringoski can make you disappear with just a thought. Stanforth is old. That's all we know about him. <laughs> As you know, he's old. So, like, are you going to add anything to this conversation, guy? <laughs> So you're just gonna keep on doing this. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to push you further. Uh, it's con. It's good content. So, <clears throat> as you know, yeah, as, as you would know. So now we get to the freaking arbiter. Uh, affirmative. I, uh, affirmative doesn't bother me that much anymore. I've realized how oh, foolish okay. I was with having a problem with oh, that. Affirmative. I always thought it was really weird. Well, the thing is, it's not. It's not that weird after you've read the book and how many times they actually say it to each other because they were raised that way. So now it just kind of makes sense to me. Affirmative. So Fleet Master Thel Vadmi paced the bridge of his flagship, the undiminished Entelchi. What do you mean the flag? The flagship of the Fleet of Particular Justice is the freaking seeker of truth. I was about to say, uh, it's, I picked up I on say, that. Yeah, I was like, that was, I was like, oh, I, I recognized a wrong. Look at me. Yeah, same here. Because like undiminished Entelchi, yes, it is in the fleet. It's a it's a freaking battleship. Like it's it's not it's it's not even a carrier. The CAS class carrier is the freaking seeker of truth. That's why it's the flagship. Where's the CCS? I don't remember. But the, the, the point is, it's not that. You could even make an argument that it might have been the Ascendant Justice because the because the book First Strike treats it as if it's the flagship. But that doesn't. It's not in either world. It is not the undiminished Intelchi. <laughs> So, uh, they, uh, moving on, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm sorry. I know if I were to say good night to Austin tonight, it'd be a lie because I don't think he's sleeping <laughs> after this. Um, so the next problem is the, the, the Kito Havam thing. That's his name instead of Kito Havami. It's not working that way. Um, oh yeah. Him overly descriptive over everything except for this, which I think you'd probably need to like, at least spend a little bit of time explaining the culture or at least what the creatures look well, like. He assumes we don't know. I, I, I guess last but not least to prepare his ground troops, the purities birthing housed a modest complement of four battalions of Ungoy, one battalion of Kigyar, a light company of his best Sangheili warriors and a handful of Miguel Golo hunter pairs. It's like, if you don't know what the hell those species are, 
what does that mean to you? <laughs> it's like, ah, the Miguel Agolo, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> thank God he's got them. And like, I always struggle at saying Miguel Agolo. <laughs> to you, we, they, we call them hunters, but we call them Agolo. It's like, thank you. I'm glad that somebody in <laughs> knows that. Thank you. Uh, at one point he brings up like Golo, the hunters, as you know, <laughs> <laughs> he could have used like five, as you knows right there easily. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was a moment where he tries to, to use covenant time, which he doesn't know how to use. I think cause he says 30 units or approximately one human hour. Now, Halopedia is not entirely exact on what a unit is. But there is one part of the covenant, like the page. In covenant writing, don't they use the age? That's the overall, like the age of reclamation, <laughs> the age of all that. That's all just part of it. That's the overarching thing. Then they have cycles, then they have units. Okay. Cycles are like their version of a day. It's A cycle is one full day on high charity, which is yeah. like 11 days in human. I time. find it weird that humans oh. don't use cycles because every planet's day is different. So you would probably call, I guess you could still just call it a day, but... I think we're just, just I, I like the, I, I like to think that humanity and halo is just stubborn and they don't want to change day <laughs> this day on this planet with a completely different uh, year calendar. This is Christmas <laughs> <laughs> guys. Do you, th- do you think, do you actually think that they tell the kids that Santa travels the entirety of the galaxy for Christmas? We're not doing this. <laughs> he absolutely does it. So well, as you know, Santa is omniscient. So on the covenant Halopedia page, there's one part that says that roughly 265 units are are approximately one human hour. That is nowhere close to what is said here in this novel. I don't know what he was looking at. I, don't, I just don't know. Uh, now, I'm trying to just get through the rest of the things that I had marked that was incorrect just because like I'm just, I marked so much. I'm not even mentioning everything that I brought up. Um, cause there's plenty of things that are just like, we'd be here for three hours. Yeah. It was like, there's plenty of things that are bad punctuation. There's commas missing all over the place. There's words that are spelled incorrectly, just straight up the wrong words. One of our guys in the discord, um, he brought up that one of the things that's wrong. He used the word emanate. What is it? Eminent instead of imminent for a threat. <laughs> it's an eminent. Threat. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one is just funny to me. There were only 18 Marines left with him, including any remaining civilians or family members brave enough to stay behind. Does he ever use the wrong your? I wouldn't be able to tell you. Are you also bad at yours? No. Oh, I'm really good at all you that. You just didn't look. No. Okay. I did. I was, I just, I remember at, at some point I stopped reading it fully. That's the funniest one to me. I don't know why I do it all the time, but I still like to be like apostrophe. Uh-uh, you're That's a new one for me. I love that. Uh, <laughs> but and, uh, no, th- if you didn't catch that in this sentence, there were only 18 Marines left with him, including any remaining civilians or family members brave enough to stay behind. So this 18 remaining Marines include the, the civilians and family members. I don't, it, it doesn't make any sense. Um, he, they're using, they're using radio communication when the covenant is right overhead. No, <laughs> that's a bad idea. You just don't do that, uh, especially since these people have like an underground base underneath their their like settlement. So like, if they do, if they have that, they probably would know at least a little bit about how the covenant work. You oh, have to keep your comms right clear overhead. I don't care. Call Papa John's. I'm, <laughs> I'm hungry. Um. 
we have some more punctuation issues. This one is just the most egregious to me. Uh, character is talking to his kids. John, Daniel, how are we doing, boys? Because it's okay. John, comma, Daniel, comma, how are we doing, comma, boys? Question mark. <laughs> boys? Uh-huh. Um, so, always interesting. Uh, we're starting to get to the point where I stopped marking things. Um, oh, boy. oh, yeah. Some of the stuff that was actually like really interesting that was just not expanded upon. This character has his uh, his kid who is dumb during a fight. His little tiny kid runs out of cover off of this pelican to get to his dad. And, of course, the kid gets vaporized by plasma. <laughs> I, um, sh- I shouldn't be laughing. Hey there, Halo fans. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back with our friends right after these messages. <laughs> but the thing is, is that the way that it's described, <laughs> it, it's, it's re, it reads as he couldn't reach his young son in time. You have been overly verbose this entire book and you're just going to make it. He couldn't well, reach his young son Well, the second he had the right emotion. <laughs> <laughs> he found the buttons. Uh, and then the, my favorite part. The getaways are sometimes the most entertaining part of Halo novels is like what they have to go through to get out of Covenant fire. And the Pelican sped away. <laughs> <laughs> wow, very exciting. It's just like... <laughs> well, we'd agree to Odin and the Pelican sped away. Yeah, and he flew away. In a flew away. <laughs> like just going off of the video games, like the very next all the day. epic... Like exits and exfills are like, that's that's Halo's thing. They've they, like they've got that down. <laughs> and then just go the to the pelican. Grew, it, it flew away. The, the pelican just sped out of here. It's gone. What? We're coming up on one of the most egregious ones. We have uh, two that I wanted to mention. Another one that's over Leverbos. He had still wanted to serve and protect the colonies and Earth's interests, but in, actually, that's not that verbose. That's, I don't know why I marked that. Probably was when it was like four a.m. and I was tired of reading it. Um. Quote here, he had dismissed their complaints outright. Their, he dismissed their complaints. Yes. Outright. Uh, yes. Well, as you know. <laughs> <laughs> now, are you ready for like the most out of pocket sentence like that? Maybe yes. like out loud. I like Cheyenne heard me from the next room. I just automatically went, what the f***? We were introduced in the last page to a character named Miss Foley. She is now. Let me just see if I can actually get a good description of her because she's actually kind of described to be like sort of like a sweetheart sort of character. She's like a I can't find the the part, but basically it's she's a character that is described as like being like the small, timid type. She's just kind of adorable, but she's also a um, uh, sort of like a what is it Um, the the. Ladies that sit behind the desk. Secretary. Secretary. She's like that, kind of. Uh, (laughs) On his left, the director of agriculture, Bradley King. I'm not going to miss the fact that you just completely took a character from Full Metal Alchemist and reversed the two words. A character named King Bradley is in the show. Um, I don't know if you meant to do that, but you probably should have checked. I don't know. Bradley King, though. On his left, the director of agriculture, Bradley King, stood slightly slouched, clearly wondering what was up in Miss Foley's skirt. What? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Hey, why? <laughs> they do that? 
Why did you have to be creepy out of nowhere? I know you're trying to make the character creepy, but it just makes you creepy. It never comes up again. <laughs> yeah, okay, you're creepy. It's mentioned that he's more of a playboy than a serious government official, and that's about all that I could see. I, Like I said, I got about halfway through, so there could have been more examples of this guy getting frisky in the middle of the combat. <laughs> Right. Oh my! No, that, that's uh, not Halo. Like, no, that is that is no place in Halo. Dude, is he up. our first creepy perv in Halo? It, like, it was. It's just. It's not supposed to be like it's that. A, uh, well, I mean, I feel like you don't have to have a like third grade reading level to know what's up a woman's skirt. Yeah. So, like, why is dude? Just why is he confused? <laughs> so we have that, which was like when I started getting tired of reading the book. <laughs> um, oh yeah, here we go. A familiar feeling of weightlessness rushed over the, as they were fell several stories into the interior. What? <laughs> Bro, did he write this in one night? Is he starting <laughs> to get tired here? Rushed over the, as they were fell several stories. Rushed I, over the as they were fell several <laughs> stories. I kid you not. I have a PowerPoint somewhere. I forget what it's about, but I know I have typos and sentences just as bad as this in that PowerPoint because I rushed it. Yeah. Uh, I think we're coming up on the last thing, actually. Um, you ever have to do a presentation and like you rushed the PowerPoint and you go to read like the slide for a second and you start reading it and you're like, that's not a sentence. Oh no! Oh no! I I had a O F out loud moment in the whole class. Oh, the whole class. Heard it. Like a kid came up to me afterward. And was like, dude, that was funny. <laughs> I'm like, that's not good. Oh gosh. But that that's a whole other story. There's a lot of details missing. Some other time, maybe. Yeah. So th- this just didn't make any sense to me. This whole thing, this whole plot line, never made any sense. Basically, the governor, Governor Governor Melissa something, has taken all of the major political figures from this colony and taken them to her little underground bunker thing that they have underneath the city. And her intention is, I'm depending on us to come together and come up with a strategy to repel the aliens. What in the hell (laughs) are you going to do? Because supposedly they have files of what covenant attacks look like because the office of naval intelligence had a leak. (laughs) They referred to them as aliens and not the covenant. Sometimes that happens. That's okay. But I'm more just like the office of naval intelligence had a leak (laughs) somehow. Uh, (laughs) And then these politicians are going to try to figure out how to stop the covenant after already explaining they know what the attacks look like. Oh boy. Like you're not doing anything. You could try to pretend that you're going to do something. You're not going to do anything. Oh wow. There's a random mark here in the middle of this book. Um, let's see here. Uh, I feel like you randomly like flipped a million pages cause you were tired of it. I might've there's something I might've. Oh yeah. No, this made absolutely no sense. The U the UNSC is coming to this planet to assist them with the covenant attack. That's coming soon. They were able to beat them for once to the planet. I was cool with that. It's pretty cool. I like that. Um, and they're getting a a transmission from the planet is an automated general distressed code to any friendly human vessel. The United earth government, sovereign territory boundaries under threat of likely hostile alien activity, advise caution upon approach, requesting assistance from any UNSC forces repeat. This is so on and so forth. 
then they detect that there are ships hiding behind the planet's moon. We got an explanation earlier that they're using some of their agricultural and transport ships to hide behind the planet in hopes of like kind of using them as battering rams in a way, or at <laughs> least distracting the covenant for a bit to help with evacuation. That's cool. Um, and commander Keller, the commander of the prowler that is here. I'll get into that in a second. Um, our long range scanners detect several vessels parked in the terminator zone behind boundaries. Only moon commander Keller said, seems like they're waiting to ambush on the dark side of the satellite. Can't determine who or what they're waiting on. My bet it's a trap, but for whom I can't tell. What do you mean? They literally just told you why they're there. <laughs> like, why would they ambush you when the covenant is coming? <laughs> I like to have fun here. It doesn't, oh! it doesn't make any sense. There's more. Shane's not here to say it, so I'll say it. Yeah. We, we like to have fun. Here. Thank oh, you. I'm, I'm enjoying Shane's absence as his chair is now my footrest. So... I did. Now you guys did see color coding and that's because when there's blue, there's a part that I liked. I only used it once. Uh, <laughs> the pair greeted Arthur and Solomon with a quick swipe of their index and middle fingers across their face plates. The gesture was as grand as it was fleeting and was the warmest reception Arthur would receive. Now the thing is, is that he doesn't explain why that's important. He probably should have. Especially since if you're going to read a Halo novel or at least write one, you're going to have to assume that there's somebody that's, you're going to be their first book. You have to explain some things. That gesture is making a smiley face on the visor. It is the only bit of emotional, like the only bit of conveying emotion that Spartan twos will do with each other. Hmm. It's introduced in first strike. It's a thing that they do when they see each other and they haven't seen each other in a long time. They're happy to see each other. They'll do a little smiley face across their visor. <laughs> the The most adorable moment that it happens is in first strike where Kelly sees John after not seeing him for a while. And she just kind of walks up and does it on his visor and then walks off. <laughs> and I just kind of find that to be adorable. Um, but uh, there's some more, I guess. Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, duh, 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 duh. Oh yeah. Forgot about that one. Ooh, it's here. The commanders, like the, the forces are calling the Spartans by their names. They don't do that. That is specifically supposed to be a thing that only Halsey does. Halsey calls them by their names because they know who they are. Their names are not listed. Like they're not, they, they are Sierra number, number, number. The, the, the leaders don't know. If they do know, they don't call them that. They always call them Spartan or their number or something along those lines. The fact that there's a sentence, Lady Fortune seems to have found us this time around, as you can see. This is Spartan Arthur 079. Oh, no. And oh. it's sort of like doxing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, even, even Arthur at one point is like talking to some of the people that are on the ground assisting, and he's like, you can call me Arthur. It's like, no, no, they can't. Don't say that. They, they they can't do that. You know that they can't do that. Um, There's some stuff in the book about the Arbiter getting his position. Attempt, like there's a ship master attempting to usurp his position because he thinks that Thel is too young to be a fleet master and it should have been him straight up. Just, it should have been me. <laughs> yeah, like it is that plot line. Um, so here's another one. This one actually bugged me quite a bit. I'm almost out. I'm just, I'm finding the stray ones from when I was reading through this one I actually found today while I was 
while I was sitting on the couch upstairs. He couldn't see the Spartan, he's referring to Cal 141 in this case, but knew she was posted precisely 687 meters away in a hide she had constructed several hours ago. She was the team's designated marksman and a crack shot. On more than one occasion, she had managed to beat Linda 058 on the range to everyone's astonishment. That is astonishing because I don't believe it. Linda 058, one of the best things that she's ever done is she purposefully hung her leg from a cable upside down and was one-handing a sniper rifle, shooting pilots out of the cockpit of Banshees to protect Chief from like hundreds of meters away. If anyone can beat that, congrats. You're not beating Linda. Sounds like you're just trying to make your character that you chose to make the main character of your book more impressive. It sounds like it, but it's funny because it's not even his character. <laughs> it's, just, it's just Spartan from lore. Uh, well, it's, I, I know, but trying to be like, well, this is Spartan I picked to write about. He does this. Yeah, it sort of seems like that sometimes. Um, so there, there's that. I'm kind of like rushing through the rest of it. I'm like scrolling through it. I don't think there's anything else that I've marked, fortunately, because I could go on and on and on and on and on about this book. Um, point being, the story... Like the combat seems to be written well enough. Not surprising. The guy was in the military. He could probably write a pretty good combat scene. I haven't read through all the the entirety of them. Um, and I mean, the, the story itself seems like it's at least like he had an idea of what he wanted to do and who these characters are, but it's more the fact that the, the grammar is a big problem. The spelling is a huge problem. The story itself even though it could be written well, it's cookie cutter. A planet gets glassed. Like, there's nothing else to it. Nobody grows from the situation. Nobody learns anything. It's just the planet got glassed and someone's upset about it because he's a lone survivor. Just be another UNSC dam. It really be like that kind, kind of, of story. Because like they were like, we were able to rescue a little under 100,000 people. And the guy from the planet is like, that wasn't good enough. You should have been here for that. You know, it's like, okay, we've heard this plenty of times. Like people getting upset about the UNSC not being there, even though they were like, that's happened so many times. So it doesn't make any sense. It's a very difficult book to read and not get distracted by the lore issues, by the grammar issues, by the writing issues, the format. It's all very distracting and it just doesn't get any better. Uh, In fact, probably one of the biggest things that pulled me out of it immediately, like I couldn't believe any of the space combat was the fact there was a prowler there in the first place (laughs) because prowlers, for those of you who don't know, a prowler is a stealth ship. It's an office of naval intelligence exclusive ship. UNSC is not allowed to fly those things. Some of them don't even know that it's there. Uh, they are never in direct combat because they will lose. <laughs> like they're cool. They're stealth. They're, they can, they're very hard to track. They have some pretty impressive weapons, especially this one. Cause it's a razor class. And that's like the big beefy boy of the prowler. But why is it there? Why is it part of this fleet? It doesn't make any sense. Uh, I just, I didn't vibe with it. If anything, it should have been immediate protocol to send that prowler away from the fight and back to earth or something. Keep it safe. It just didn't, it didn't make any sense. And so like, I just, at the end of all of that, I can appreciate that the guy tried that he took what pretty much every major lore nerd wants to do, write their own story to some degree and just went and did it found a way around all of the obstacles and published his own book that you can buy (laughs) 
and like he's he's able to benefit from it and he he was able to write it but despite all of that he didn't put in the effort to edit the book he didn't put in the effort to hire an artist or make his own cover he didn't go through the effort to try to get it approved by 343 before he published it so he's going for a you know it's easier to ask forgiveness than permission vibe <laughs> And he's definitely getting in trouble with this book. And the last thing that makes me lose all respect because like I had it for a little bit with the whole like, man, I'm, I'm proud of you for the fact that you were actually able to do this. That's impressive. Bottom line. It's impressive. You did this. I lost respect when I saw that the price tag was double real halo novels. Oof. Yeah. What's, what's a halo novel go for? Halo novels range from between, as cheapest as they go, about 12 bucks. The most expensive they go is 18. This book sells for 25. <laughs> is it at least hardcover? Hardcover is 40. <gasps> <laughs> I'm rounding, but uh uh yeah. Yeah, I saw it being sold for 33. So a well, that's a pretty generous round. It's yeah. it is, but still still a ridiculous still price tag. Bad. Yeah. Could you, you could buy like work like books that are literal works of art at the store for like two bucks. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine this being someone's first halo? Like, like you just don't media. know. You want to, you want to know how bad it is actually. Uh, James, if you would like to visually confirm for me so that I'm not just saying this, I just searched generally halo novels. Look at what's there. Oh my God. It's third. It is the third result. What you get the fall of reach. A ten book collection set of the of three of the best series in the in the whole franchise of novels, and then Halo Defiance. I've tested it on multiple platforms. I've had other people test it for me. Defiance is for some reason listed among the first of the novels when you just search Halo novels on Amazon. And this okay. out of okay. all just just to see out of all the other books, this is this one not official. Just to not see official because oh my, I have. Not looked into this on my cellular device at all. Yes. Um, and so I'm going to right now, Halo novels. We're doing it here, folks. Amazon. <laughs> We're doing it live. <laughs> still loading. Oh, wow. Still loading. You got bad connection down here. I could have given you yeah. my internet password. Yeah. Like it could have helped you out there. Do, 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 okay, do, let's get through the sponsored. <laughs> it, it is third. <sighs> it is third. I'll earn 24 prime points. <laughs> by it. That is wild. I, the I, fact it's prime too. Mm-hmm. I lost respect. I, I can't, I couldn't believe it. Do things that get prime shipping have to get some kind of approval as well? Whatever it is, it's all Fulton Book's fault. Whatever it is that he gets treatment for. Because this is available on Amazon. This is available on Barnes & Noble. It's in libraries, like I said. It's uh, it's out there. It's like mass published for some reason. That is wild. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know and, what the guy was thinking. And the people who like are in charge of Halo want nothing to do with this book. D- uh, I have... I've been shocked every passing day that he's alive. <laughs> well, like I'm shocked that have they even made any statement on it? They have made done anything yet. They've not acknowledged anything about it. And it's been out since June, June. Mm-hmm. We're just now hearing about this. I saw it way back then. Didn't think anything of it. Cause I thought I was going to disappear. It's been here. 
that wow well, yeah it just now picked up on twitter though is the thing people yeah. are just now discovering it like in the halo like fan space it seems yeah and i just i i don't know like here i'll even like i'll pull up the official launch short that he did um because he, he did one to reveal his his new book oh he's got a new video out it's about gunnery sergeant elena bobrov the trials of atriox so it's something relating to infinite so he's making another book no, I yeah. hope not anyway. Um, we we got to get this dude to some official people. So here you go. Here's the official launch audio. Hey there, Halo fans. Awesome news. Awesome day. So Phoenix Affliction here with a great announcement. So Halo Defiance is out in Barnes and Nobles and Amazon ebooks coming on the way. It's going to be paperback and hard copy. So check out the link in my bio to uh, get your own copy. It's got Teal Team comprised of four Spartans and an ODST battalion where they are sent to the planet Boundary with Task Force Lima to interdict the fleet of particular justice. Yes, the same fleet that the Arbiter Thelvadam is part of. So make sure you get your copy today. Uh-huh. <laughs> um... Which, by the way, I don't know what happened, but he used the wrong word while speaking. Um, he said interdict the covenant, which interdict is an authoritative prohibition. I think he meant intercept. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so he has no doubts about it. And like the comments on this, I, I don't know if they've, if there's anything new on them. Uh, yeah, the new comments, there are a couple of them. Um, (laughs) <laughs> six days ago from Stalluth, bro, this AI garbage is having the Microsoft lawyer salivating right now. <laughs> and he replied to it, AI garbage. I wrote the book. I don't think he recognized that we're talking about the cover. <laughs> um, I, I bet there's actually people who think though, like I bet there's a solid theory that the book is AI written. I wouldn't be surprised based on how it reads. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Sitting here, listening to you, like read it out. And then how you talk about details and how some like details are here and some are there. It almost kind of sounds AI generated. I would, I would actually be more annoyed if it was AI generated just because then I'd be like, okay, so not only are you a lore guy who's getting your lore wrong, but you didn't even try to get your lore right. Cause you didn't write it. Well, my guess is there'd be prompts for chapters. Probably. Yeah. Just so there, cause I doubt you could prompt the whole entire book. Not, and it still be, I am, I don't know. We haven't read it somewhat cohesive just going just off of all the experience that i have with like chat gpt you could only do like maybe a page at a time dude this guy commented seven days ago mega reaper 85 pretty sure you can legally do this at 343i's fan content policy doesn't allow for monetized fan work so good luck with your legal fees all mayo he replies haven't had to pay anything so far enjoy the read he's tone deaf (laughs) <laughs> bro they're gearing up their lawyers right now <laughs> like they, they it's he, not gonna be overnight it's like this is not a copyright strike this is this is getting sued this, this is, is infringement different. it's straight up like encroaching on their franchise bro needs to take his money and run bro you I need don't, to go to mexico <laughs> i don't encourage activities of any legal kind like two months ago the guy comments asking if there was going to be audio books and people like the people from a long time ago were were saying very positive things about it and i don't completely understand where that's coming from uh probably just people who already followed his channel and just kind of are supporting him for yeah. what he's doing 
And then as it caught on with the mainstream Halo fan base, people are like, bro, what have you done? Yeah. <laughs> Microsoft isn't the company you want to tussle with. <laughs> Just, they're just Microsoft. In case you haven't heard of them, they're just a multi like billion with I could a B. See, I could see Microsoft our company having a proverbial stranglehold on this man in three four three in the background. Like, wait, he's just a boy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like just make him take it off the Amazon. <laughs> Those who wrote this book knew what they wrote. <laughs> and also, like, do do you think I do you think Fulton would get in trouble as well? They should, <laughs> they <laughs> because they went. They didn't do any policy checking. I mean, like I said, it's a vanity. There's, ba- it's basically completely bots. Like, there's, I'm, I'm gonna bet there's no human factor in signing up for Fulton. Probably not because it's. It, it, I mean, I've, I've checked through. The only place that I go, to, the only thing I go to Reddit for is validation of like authenticity. Me too. And so, like, I checked with Fulton, and there's just all sorts of articles about people saying how much of a scam it is. I go to Reddit for two things: verification of authenticity. And when like Google's only giving me annoying articles and I just want to hear another person who's gone through a thing I went through say what happened. Yeah. If that makes sense. Uh, so I'll be like, I'll be I'll, like, I'll type in like head hurts and this thing. And I did this. <laughs> and then Google will be like, here's a million results. And I'll be like, add Reddit under the end. And then I'll be like, oh, oh, thank God. Yeah, there go. Reddit, Reddit's like the best best for anything in my opinion <laughs> like if you want to find something out something oddly specific that is only good for you reddit it does make you feel a little odd that everyone has gone through or the like same thing video game bad. tutorials like if oh, i yeah. want to look up like if i look up like how to do this this and that in minecraft it'll be a billion annoying like articles and if i add reddit it'll just be some guy be like put this do that do this. There's one, there's one You're thing good. that I go to Reddit all the time for. Cause I love that this guy did this there. I use it all the time. There is a categorized chronological order of every piece of halo media that's ever existed <laughs> from start epic. to finish. Everything that's ever been published. Um, and this is on that list. Yeah, I guess. Uh, Rev goose commented two months ago, respect for the passion, but how are you not being sued for copyright infringement? Lol exclamation point, question mark. I mean, I'd love to someday write my own halo book, even if it's not in Canon, just really curious how you were able to get this published. He responds still working on reaching out to Microsoft, but I put a disclaimer in the beginning. The entire story is novel, but I simply used a handful of characters and vehicles from the halo universe. Homie, you stole their whole fucking flow. (laughs) (laughs) You called it, you, you literally called it halo defiance. You AI'd a halo book cover because it looks like a real halo book Mm -hmm. when you like glance at it. Yes. It's formatted the exact same. It doesn't say on the cover anywhere or in the title fan fiction, fan book, fan novel. Mm-hmm. It's just Halo Defiance. And, and that's the thing that bugs me the most because like, look at how it's formatted. Like, it's the exact same format as like Rubicon Protocol. Yeah, like I said, like it's the same format as every Halo cover I've ever seen. Can, mm-hmm. I, can I see what this AI image looks like? I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll just hand you my phone and it has the, it has the Kindle pulled up for you. So mm-hmm. you can just use that. Got to get to the cover page and here you go. But 
Yeah, uh, I'm checking through the rest of these just to see um, if we have any other pushback. Hey, hey, shut up. Shut up. Shut hey, up. Halo fans. Hey, Halo fans. Yeah, this would have definitely had me fooled if I saw this sitting in a library. Right. Yeah, let me see. I didn't get a good close look at it. Uh, Take it. <laughs> yeah, this just looks like AI. So three months ago, there was a there was a post from Lord of Gingers. I have read the book. My only critiques would be grammar in some places and repetitiveness in others. No doubt you've already heard that. The story as a whole, though, definitely felt like Halo. I hope 343 takes it seriously. He cropped out. He made sure there was no hands in the cover. I know, right? I, was, I noticed <laughs> that as well. I was like, that's a good st- strategy there, my friend. Yep. <laughs> uh, so well, these weapons look completely made up, like... Like... I mean, that kind of looks like a DMR a little bit. The sniper. I mean, you can only see the barrel, but maybe. Now, here's here's a funny thing. There's a, there's a comment from seven days ago. As I said, the, the more closer to today that we get, the more brutal the comments get. We have mid, sadly, from <laughs> Slim Jim 1002. He replies, my first time doing long form writing. Hopefully it was at least somewhat entertaining. My friend, you should not be writing a Halo novel if it is your first time writing. I'm just saying you need to write your own original works, maybe fan like fan writing if you want. Was this his first work? This is his first time writing. And he gets it published. Yes. Because he cut corners. That I feel so bad for so many others out there. Like here's the thing, man. I have met Troy Denning, like talked to him one on one. We we got a chance to just kind of hang out alone at HCS. And like I can't help but feel like you just disrespected everything that he's written <laughs> by cutting corners and not following and like doing your due diligence to do it right. Like Denning earned his, his right to write these novels. He did such a fantastic job writing his own original works first so that he could get the, the rights to write for star Wars, to write for halo. And you just jump straight to writing for halo your first time. And like, I'm sorry that the world is going to react the way that it is, but you have opened the gates to embarrass yourself. <laughs> and I feel sorry for you. <laughs> I, I I feel like I could do the same thing that he did. Like, same pass, same everything, and it could go just as well. Yeah. Hey there, Halo fans. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back with our friends right after these messages. And like, and the most under, unfortunate part is that inevitably somebody in three four three probably sketch is going to listen to this episode, and I don't know. It, it, sketch is a nice guy, but he's kind of brutal. <laughs> <laughs> Get him! <laughs> I will never forget. I still loved what what happened on stage at HCS when someone was like, "I'm still I'm still holding out hope for campaign DLC," and he's like, "All right, we're gonna stop you right there." <laughs> Because, yes, of course, we all are hoping for that, but he kind of forgot that the whole campaign team got fired. So a little bit of a touchy subject. <laughs> it's it's like, boy, howdy, I sure want a Subway sandwich right now. My friend, all of my fellow employees that I've known for years are gone. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's you know, it's it's out of, it's, out of, it's in bad taste. Um, so there's, there's really nothing else to it. Um, there has been one person who read the whole thing and gave his thoughts on Reddit. No, uh, I thank you, Reddit. And I'll do this as like the closing statement because he does a fantastic job yes. summarizing all the issues with it. Because I'm tired of giving this guy this much spotlight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, especially because the book is full of incorrect information. Events, people, spacecraft, and vehicles, and weapons that don't belong in that part of the timeline or during the Halo Covenant War at all. Or the info, especially some things about the Spartans, is just plain wrong and wouldn't be done. The way he writes about smart AI is way off, too. Plus, he has brought in elements from both the Halo Wars games and the Silver Timeline from the Paramount Plus TV series and mashed them all together. Not to mention the massive amount of typos and horrible editing that wouldn't make it past the first read-through slash review if this was an official 343 canon novel. I originally thought that this novel was tied to the upcoming official novel Halo Epitaph by Kelly Gay and was dismayed once I started reading it. I am, however, very happy that I got it on loan from the library and didn't have to pay to read it. <laughs> nice. But, jeez, dude. Yeah, um, there's just layers to this. Because, <laughs> like, like, I'm also sitting here thinking, I'm like, Here's a guy who, I guess, put work into something Halo-related. Cut corners, broke copyright, and probably, assuming he doesn't get sued, has made a boatload of money. Mm-hmm. And here we are, putting our love and soul into a podcast, and everyone just knows who this book is. Just because. Just because. Yep. Darn, now I'm mad. Now, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I didn't think of it like that. I, I just, I did popped in my brain and I'm like, wow. Like, obviously we do this. This is just, this is fun. Mm-hmm. That's what really matters. Yes. We have fun but here on the show. <laughs> it's like when you see something get so up there off of negativity, it makes you mad. Cause it's like, yes. There are like, not just us. There's plenty of underappreciated halo fam projects out there Mm -hmm. that should get the numbers of attention (laughs) that this book has gotten. Yes. And he just skipped all of it. But the thing is, is that like, I also don't want to feed into that because originally there was an idea to invite him on to the show today, but I don't feel like making the guy a target. Like he doesn't need that. He's already going to get enough crap from Microsoft. He's going to get, absolutely destroyed at some point. If he doesn't, then Microsoft has dropped the ball in yeah, some way. That episode way. would have done numbers if we did it. Though. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Could you imagine? What were you, this typo right here? Like, what? Seriously? I need you to walk me through this book page by page real quick. <laughs> I just flipped three more pages and there's another typo. Who wrote this? <laughs> A freshman in high school? Oh, it's so unfortunate. I feel bad for him. Uh, also, I actually did get a response from Chris Iken, uh, Halopedia's like guy. Uh, he said, as I've said to others in regards to that, the Halo Defiance book, a <laughs> hundred ish messages on it that I got has resulted in me making this copy and pasted response. <laughs> the book is not official. It also won't be added to Halopedia. I also personally don't read fanon, so I don't can't. So I can't answer questions on the book's quality. Though reviews say there are lots of typos. <laughs> <laughs> I have apologized to Chris for asking and adding to that hundreds of messages. <laughs> um, yeah, it's everyone in the in in the Discord server. They're all confused. They don't know what this guy was doing, what he was planning to do, if he had a plan to begin with. Did Did anyone in your book club read this book before you? No, uh, the book club let me do it. They let me take care of it. They made a lot of memes about how much trouble and stress I was going through by reading them. There's a lot. <laughs> 
Um, my, my personal favorite, I may, okay, not my personal favorite. Uh, it, it, what I mean to say is the one that I, I found, uh, that needed to be made cause I made it. My personal favorite one is the one where it's, uh, it's a crying Pepe frog on the ground and it's Austin reading Halo Defiance. And then the next frame is a, is a Spartan from Halo Infinite reaching down and it says the Halo novels <laughs> <laughs> reaching out to pick me up. Uh, there's one that I made that was the. The Uncle Ben what happened meme and it's Austin what happened and it's <laughs> Halo Defiance upskirt scene. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just too easy. Uh, and so th- they're all talking about it. The book club, one guy got it named Turbo Furby. He's fun. Oh, um, shout out to him. He's on our streams. Yes. And he's also uh, he's also active on Twitter like a lot. A lot of people pay attention to the stuff that he talks about for good reason. He has some pretty good opinions on things. Um, he's uh, the one that's kind of as far as I've seen, he's the one calling the most attention to this book for good reason. And he's doing a good job of it. Um, but he, he has been like, Austin, you didn't warn me kind of vibe. And I'm like, I told you everything about why you shouldn't buy this book. (laughs) 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 And that's my, that's my final statement on this. Don't buy the book. You're giving him money. I know it's fun. It's a funny novelty, but unless it goes on sale for like a dollar, don't buy buy the book, right? I only bought it because I knew people were going to want my opinion. Okay. And and also and this episode would not be possible. Unless yes, you bought it unless you should have pirated it. <laughs> I'm sure there was a I way. I wonder if you could do that. I mean, I wonder if there's a, like there's a library right What's down he gonna the street. Going to do Sue? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Does he technically have the rights to the book? Get me a camera that can scan text on to any in particular. You think text Microsoft would bankroll our counter our counter suit? I don't know. You think they would? We should have done that. Oh, man. <laughs> Missed opportunity. This was the main character event we could have done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, this is the this is the unfortunate circumstances that we've fallen upon. Um, uh, so, anyway, uh, I think we're on to the, the just, I want to do something fun. I didn't have anybody for today's uh, quiz show because this was going to be a little bit rough. So I'm going to quiz you guys. We're going to do it buzzer style. Oh, no. So contest. So Connor, I can't phone anybody. So Connor, when you when you want to answer, you hit this button. Uh, James, when you answer, uh, you you hit um, you hit. uh, Give me a second. uh, You hit this button. It kind of seemed quiet. It's a little quiet, but you can still hear it. Okay. Understood. Yeah. Sorry. It's a really funny button to push. <laughs> yeah. Um, when you get an answer correct. And when you get an answer wrong. Social credit deducted. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be like that. I'm going to turn it up just a little bit. But anyway, are you guys ready to uh, to try to do this? And like I said, it's buzzer. So basically, I just need you guys to just actually smack the table. All right. Just make it easy on me. Okay. All right. So. What was the original? Stop. I'm going to read the answers first. Don't cut me off. I'm going to read the answers first. Once the answers have been read, then you can smack. Okay. Just to make this so that everybody knows what the answers are. I'm so ready. What was the original name for the title of Arbiter while Halo 2 was in development? Was it the Zealot, the Dervish, or the Hashashin? You Uh, never said go for the... For the answer. You just do it after I'm done. Oh. 
see the Hashashin? Yeah. Social credit. No! <laughs> it was a zealot! Social credit. B! It was not! <laughs> it was the... <laughs> yes, James. B! It was the dervish. <laughs> yes. There's actually cutscenes you can find that were in early development where they were like, but become the dervish. And it was... And they they had to change it because it has some serious ties to like to like I think it was Muslim culture and at the time that the game was coming out that was a bad thing to be associated with uh, you know yeah. good point. South Park how that went so they just went arbiter <laughs> it was ah. a touchy thing next who was the chieftain who came before Tartarus is it Valius Vordus or Maccabeus <clears throat> Valius Social credit. <laughs> These are harder questions than I uh, thought they would be. Maccabelius? It was Maccabeus. Oh, damn it. That was my Valley, second answer. Valius <laughs> is the is the fan favorite character of Tarkov a Halo story. Damn it. <laughs> I thought Maccabeus was from Halo Wars 2. That is Atriox. I don't know, like one of the underlings. Oh, Voridus? Yeah, I think that's who I yeah, confused him for Ma- Maccabeus was the Tartarus killed Maccabeus. Actually, it was his uncle. <laughs> oh, very fun. That happened in Contact oh, Harvest. No, I knew that. I knew. I knew that name. <laughs> I knew that name. I'm mad. Next, this Halo game was exclusive to the Windows Phone upon release. Windows Phone. The Windows Phone. Oh, okay. Halo Wars, Spartan Runner, or Spartan Strike. <laughs> Spartan Strike. It was Spartan Strike. I was going to guess runner. I mean, I probably should have written Spartan assault more than anything else, but both of them were exclusive. So next complete the quote for a brick. He flew pretty good. He was brittle. He's pretty soft. Oh, (laughs) he flew pretty good. (laughs) You completed the quote because you made a, the first answer. So I was confused. I was like, It stops after that. <laughs> what are you talking about? Halo Reach takes place immediately before Halo CE, Halo 2, or Halo 3. Halo 3? Social credit deducted. <laughs> it's CE. <laughs> oh, I like, oh, damn, he got the softball before me. <laughs> The reason Master Chief's armor changed in Halo 4 was art direction, nanobots, or Chief's armor just did that. Are we going lore or are we going real? Lore. Okay, nanobots. Because <laughs> real is definitely A. Yeah. <laughs> Killing a grunt with the grunt birthday party skull, skull on makes this sound. The, the correct. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, didn't, I didn't read the answers. I just said the question. You would have probably gotten it anyway. I'm going to say I'm still go- uh, the correct answer sound. <laughs> <laughs> Is it confetti, jackals screaming, or children shouting? It's confetti. Wait. Social credit 
<laughs> oh, it's children screaming. There's confetti that comes out. I'll give it to him. I'll give it to There's him. There's confetti that comes out. <laughs> Even though you didn't read the answer, so I didn't buzzer. Confetti doesn't Duber. have I'll still give it to him because he said that button. Yes, it's just I, I did the confetti as a purposeful twist. I was like, yeah, clearly they'll think that confetti makes a shouting sound. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks, Austin. My ankle is broken. Thank you. You broke my ankles. The pilot's designation in Halo Combat Evolved was Echo 216, Echo 318, or Echo 419. <laughs> Oh, wait, hold on. Echo. Oh, I'm going to mix up infinite and, and see it's happening. 419. So, wait, so, wait, wait, wait. You got it right. There's such similar numbers that my brain, my dyslexia was like, yeah, I hit the wrong button. My bad. Or whatever the number. Hey, he only gets dyslexia. one point for the right question button getting hit, right? It's no, every single time I push the button. He goes, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Social. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Keys, for some reason, doesn't keep it loaded, stay on the Pillar of Autumn, or get infected by the flood. Keep it loaded. Which is still confusing to this day. It, it, yes, I think they tried to explain it in a book. It still made no sense. <laughs> Halo Wars 2's... Halo Wars 2's... That hurts my brain. Main Spartan character is Spartan Cal, Spartan Douglas... Or Spartan Jerome. <laughs> Jerome. <laughs> okay. Now I have one bonus question for you that's not even written down. Okay. Pop quiz. How many rounds are in the magazine of a Halo 4 needler? 22. That was your given! <laughs> button doesn't work. You, you have to smack the table. I can't, I can't see over there. That's fair. Connor, smack the table. Yes, Connor. What's your answer? 22. <laughs> Get out. Get out. I got it. Uh, uh, Connor wins. What? <laughs> I only had one. <laughs> He's just staring at me at all. Yeah, Connor, message me later about your credits. He hit the FX instead of the sound. <laughs> Angry. That was awesome. That was like He's changing our voices. <laughs> I won fair and square. Yeah, you'd like to think that, wouldn't you? <laughs> 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 Sorry, James. Feels good. So, does this mean I get to join the uh, winners bracket? I buy one. <laughs> yes, Connor, you'll be able to join us in the winners bracket. What the hell is going on? <laughs> I can't wait to meet everybody. <laughs> I'm gonna give everyone the right answers for every library episode from now on. <laughs> Okay, fine, James. Because I like you both, you'll both be in the winner's circle. I won! <laughs> God damn! No, uh He's he's claimed not uh The f you mean no? <laughs> Let's go into our Q and A. Before we go to the Q and A, uh, um. 
Gosh. I love the QA. I'm going to I'm going to give recognition to our to our patrons. Ah, yes, those fine, fantastic people, yes. Fine collection of people. So starting us off, we have lactation of regret at our monitor tier, high our highest tier currently. Dark Salad 42 as our chieftain. Dick Hammerbush and its default 456 as our Oni tiers. Yeah, Dick Hammerbush, yeah. <laughs> Kyle Hooley, Mo Maggot Yallen, and Connor Clark as, oh wait, no, sorry, not Connor Clark, uh, as our specialists. Connor Cloak, dinner, dinner, dinner. <laughs> dinner? Dylan. <laughs> dinner, dinner, dinner. <laughs> Dylan. Lactating Milk MT and Onyx Diablo, Lactation of Mercy, and Tom Church is our hell jumpers. We have a whole fire team now. Brennan Pfeiffer, Eliza, and Lactating Gator and Vermin as our Marines. And then our long list of cadets, Damian Groth, Dragon Eye, Drew Ledbetter, Hayden Hamilton, Jacob Adlam, Pity 104, Tyler Neal, Wraith, and X3TN. Thank you so much for your continued support. And lastly, but not leastly, our $1 civilian supporter, Ungoy Food Nipple. <laughs> That's for you. All Thank you. Uh, anyway. Oh gosh! What, what are the questions? I know. I'm sorry. I'm just recovering from how much fun that was. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, so in the Q and A today, uh, do you guys want to answer five or ten today? Oh, uh, this is a long episode. We should do five. That's fair. I'm fine with ten. <sighs> this is my favorite part of the episode, but five works. Do you think you could just humor him? I can do five. I ten. Okay, here Yay. we go. Starting off, the lactation of stewardship, parentheses James, asks... Ah, yes. (laughs) Would you guys want Flood fight in Infinite? Yeah. Yes. I don't know who wouldn't. Yeah, why not? Yep. (laughs) Moving on. Is that a new lactation name, or has he been around for a He's been around for a little bit, but he added the parentheses James recently. Thank Uh, you. Thank you for your support. (laughs) Uh... Next time, and Lactation of Flyboy Pfeiffer asks, next time, can you ask Burns what Blackjacks is? I don't know what that is. I don't know, like, like the card game? And I don't think I'll be able to have Burns back on the show. <laughs> what? I mean, like, it's it's hard to figure out how to fit him in because, like, he doesn't really, like, play the games or, like, know the lore. Uh, well, I feel like people just enjoy it if we shoot the shit with him. Oh. I mean, yes, but, could, like... Think of it. He could do Q&A with us. We could... Give him a softball librarian quiz show and make him do it. We could just play the whole campaigns with him and just be like, James, we're going to get you knowing about Halo more. And he'd be like, yeah, man. <laughs> that sounds fun. Can I, I could text him about it if you want me to. Oh, wait. That means someone has to get left out. Yeah. Sorry, Shane. <laughs> Shane wasn't here Shane, for the idea. Shane, yeah, Shane wasn't here for the idea. Here's the thing. We would never hear the end of it if Shane didn't get to do that with him. You know that for a fact. He loves that man. <laughs> well, I guess we could sub out on missions. No matter what, everyone gets to be in the call. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll be new to him. He doesn't know me yet. Yes. Unless he watches. I want to team kill James C. Burns. <laughs> I feel like that'd be the one man not to team kill. He would. He would. Just, I don't. You know, there's a high possibility. He wouldn't even know that it was me. No, he'd probably just be like. Oh, I got stuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. Thinking about it, it's just in the middle of a gunfight. Oh, look, James C. Burns. Yeet. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> <laughs> oh, whoops, did I do that? <laughs> Next up, 
Lactating Superintendent asks, if you were to pick between being a Marine in the Halo universe or a grunt in the Warhammer universe, which would you choose? Oh my God, yeah. I don't know Get, enough about the Warhammer universe. of the Warhammer universe. <laughs> yeah, I'd say. For the love of, for what for I know. Of everything. Yeah, no way I would ever go there. It sounds like a terrible place to be. It, it's, it's significantly worse than the Halo universe. It's just always at war. No, I pick <laughs> Marine. Maybe I'll just hang out on Earth all the time. And then conveniently go somewhere else whenever uh, the flood shows Maybe up. Maybe I'll get to be like one of those guys at the Corbillo Academy that just stands around and watches everybody else suffer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a Marine going to fight the flood is like light work for, <laughs> for, for, 40, for 40K. It should be noted, there are, have been multiple Marines who have survived the flood. I don't think there'd be a single grunt that would survive the Tyranids. <laughs> no. <laughs> the Tyranids, all the, all the <clears throat> chaos people and stuff. Warm Applesauce asks, if you could play as any of the book Spartan 2s, what one would you pick? Don't you guys love the book Spartan 2s, guys? Um, <laughs> The face that caught us. think of one that we cannot play as. Go currently. for it. Go for it. So we can play as. <laughs> <laughs> I pick Spartan Arthur. He, he's, but he's also in Halo Legends. That doesn't count. You don't play as him. You don't, but that's not a book Spartan. Also, Arthur doesn't, I don't think he actually shows up in the actual novels. He only shows up in Defiance, I'm pretty sure. Oh. Also, every time we've well, talked. that's a Halo novel. Unless he gets mentioned in Silent Storm and I don't remember. Um. 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 I can give you some really, uh, really good, like. G- give some me some ammo because I'm I'm blanking okay. on anyone that's not in blue t- blue team. Okay, hold on. Do you do you want to be somebody from gray team? What What about the black team guys? Uh, black team? I mean, yeah. I, mean, I guess I could do that for you. Yeah. Yeah. One of those. Okay. You have Margaret, <clears throat> Roma, Otto, and Victor. I don't know Victor. I guess that's a cool name. Okay, he's the sniper. Ah, oh, I'm the sniper. That's <laughs> cool. So I heard like there are these old two man squads that go out on headhunters. Headhunters. Yeah. You want to be a headhunter? Yeah, just they, any of them. Does any of them fall into the category for the question? No. They're Spartan threes, <laughs> not twos. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh. L- listen, you want me to help you out here? Please. Just just say that you want to be Michael. Michael. Okay, he wants to be Michael. Good choice, Connor. I'll That's a Michael. really good pick. <laughs> Don't leave me here. <laughs> I, Michael. <laughs> Whoever said Michael, leave me here out of our group the first time I heard that, it absolutely killed me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Michael, <laughs> leave me here. <laughs> Michael, Michael, leave me here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't help me. <laughs> Michael. Michael. Oh, dude, combining the... the Michael. <laughs> combining the grill video. <laughs> Don't open it. Don't Michael. <laughs> Please don't open it. Let me die. <laughs> Remember to empty the grease tray. <laughs> would you cook me behind this door? <laughs> uh, I would say Naomi. Thank you. Naomi is fantastic. I love her. She's fantastic. Just wonderful character. Wow. Very cool. I, yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Very, mm-hmm. very fantastic. Depi- very depictive. ODST Evan mm, asks, same. what is one thing you would want to bring to Halo? What? That is very, very broad. Whoa, Affordable health care. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even have that. <laughs> but maybe by the 2500s, we've had it solved. What is it like getting health care in the realm of an alien war? <laughs> Probably shockingly similar to like vending machines. 
<laughs> Probably. I mean, if we have shared tech at all, I mean, I imagine it might be. I better. just think of that family guy quit, uh, clip. He's like, "Time to take my cold flu and AIDS." <laughs> <laughs> Scene with Quagmire. Yeah. <laughs> so, what is one thing you would want to bring to Halo? Oh man. Um. Uh, I, I would like to bring. Come on, man. Like to multiplayer, to campaign, fidget spinners. To the, I think like the st- fidget spinners. <laughs> based. Anything. Oh. He made the question so vague. What is one thing you want to bring into Halo? Gameplay, lore, story, characters, people. Uh, George W. Bush. Languages. <laughs> George W. <laughs> oh, I just lost my thing. Uh, to fool me once. You know what? Shame on you. Know what? You know what? I want to see Master Chief with the Dragon Balls. All right. <laughs> I want to see him wishing Get for the Master Chief with the Dragon Balls. Get the Master Chief with the Dragon Balls. <laughs> I will. I want to see Master Chief wish all the Halo rings in existence all into one spot. Literally during the new Game Fuel launch, I was just every time I saw it, I'm like, take up the Master Chief. <laughs> <laughs> that meme has been marked forever. Okay, cool. Let's, we'll stick with that. Lactating Gator asks, hey. who, who's pulling the most bitches, quote unquote, uh, parentheses, respectfully, in the Halo universe? In the Halo universe. Yes. Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, Johnson. Yeah, it's I mean, Johnson. It's just Johnson. He knows what the ladies like. It's not even like an argument there. It's just He does know is. what the ladies like. Yeah. I, I, Although, Halo dubs has become canon in my brain when it comes to his character. <laughs> you and me? <laughs> We got a date. We're going on nine o'clock. <laughs> Your face, nine o'clock. Get screwed, Sergeant. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I I actually would say there's one other contender. There's one civilian, like one militia civilian in one of the novels, who is successfully able to riz up a Spartan too. Nice. That is not easy. <laughs> you know. You know who actually is that one elite in that one compad who's all you know. <laughs> I love your brightly shining armor, human named Commander Palmer. <laughs> <laughs> that elite is walking around with the most riz I've ever seen. <laughs> every time I read, every time I listen to that, I just feel so bad for him because I know he's he's probably he's probably gonna get his heart broken. <laughs> imagine being the voice actors like acting out some of those lines. Oh, probably they, so fun. They have to be laughing afterwards. You know, I hope for his sake. He died in Sunayan before having to face that embarrassment. For real. <laughs> like, seriously. Um, next question. Admiral of Lactation uh, asks, what are the main racist insults for the elites? I call them hinge heads. Lol. Split jaw. I actually have a, a list of every single one. Okay. Because <laughs> it actually, it's kind of funny. I don't know why it is, but Halopedia has a list of all of the slurs. Ah, okay. <laughs> so we uh, have elite, split chin, split jaw, split lip, squid head, alligator, hinge head, four jaws, and boss flappy mouths. That sounds like a grunt one. Let me actually It sounds like it. a one that the grunts use. Hang on, hang on. Uh, yes, there, there's a grunt that calls them that, that one single grunt. I knew it. I enjoy, uh, the squid head insult. It's kind of funny. Four jaws is the name that the kid yar, the jackals give them. <laughs> Four jaws. Four jaws. Uh, next up lactation of Fi- flyboy Pfeiffer asks which infantry roles in an ODST Spartan fire team would each of you want to do? For example, comms designated marksman, saw gunner, rifleman. 
turn gunner. Uh, <laughs> gunner. <laughs> you give me a mounted weapon. Uh, read me the rules again. Uh, there's examples, not all of them, but the examples are comms, designated marksman, saw gunner, rifleman. I would just give me team leader. Thank you. Moving on. Give me the big gun. Um, CQB. CQB, cool. That's always been my thing. I like to bring this for close encounters. That's funny because yeah. not even from the right franchise. Uh, anyway, uh, next thing. Say in Rage Mobag at Yalin asks, what's your thoughts on if Halo 5 instead of Locke, it was uh, it was a hardened June hunting chief who is now Oni's boogeyman and June was disgusted with the idea everyone saw 117 as a hero, but June felt he had been responsible for Noble Team's deaths and all the Spartans died while he was flown off under the, under protection. Good fanfic. The good fan. You should write an awful about that. <laughs> yeah, it'd probably be better. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, <clears throat> honestly, that doesn't sound like a bad idea at all. Um, He's taken on Mr. 117. Is that what I heard? Yeah, but like, I, I feel I, like, I like the reason. I feel like the reasoning is cool. It works, but it feels a bit naive on June's part. Kind to of. take his programming of, 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 you know, Spartans die. Well, I mean, obviously Spartans never die. Yeah. But, you know, like, it's the mission. They died doing their mission. Yeah. Like, plus, like, up until this point, the only person who blames Chief for what happened on Reach is Chief. He blames himself all the time. That's why he hates it when Spartans die because he feels responsible for all of their deaths. But I feel like him being the only the motivations where it crumbles a little bit for me. For me, it's like a little bit of a stretch. But him just being the only boogeyman could work. But he's quite literally just the leader, like the re- lead recruiter of the Spartan Four program. And he's pretty darn cool. And he's a pretty cool guy. Chief wins. Chief Fry does win. Chief wins. Uh, yeah, he definitely wins. Especially but if he gets close. I would buy it more. Yeah, I, I would like that more than Locke anyway. Locke, the problem that, like, I like Locke. It's just Locke had, he had nothing before he showed up. Like, he had Nightfall, but that didn't sell anybody on anything. No. Like, he was built up to be equal to Chief in his first <clears> game. <laughs> and we played as him for most of the and game. I, and it's a shame because, honestly, I think on his own, he is a cool character. And I do actually, like, have grown to appreciate him a little more. Mm-hmm. But he's a cool character. He's put in a situation where he's replacing most of your experience playing as Chief. And he's actively trying to get Chief. Yeah. It's a little bit No rough. matter how much... He respects the chief or whatever. It's not going to help. Like yeah. you're still looking at him like an antagonist that it's, you have to play as. It's a tough first game to be introduced as. It's it's rough. I probably would have enjoyed seeing what he was like before he was a Spartan. Before he was made into a Spartan. Hence, like a good example. I love Buck as a Spartan because I know what he was like before he was a Spartan, and right. he's still the same. And I love that. Anyway. Uh, Chife asks, it's chief spelled with I, I after Eve. Yeah. (laughs) Chife asks, what is y'all's opinion on the change from humans being forerunners to forerunners being their own species? What makes more sense and which version do you prefer and why? I'll let you guys answer that before. Um, there's a bit of a planet of the apes kind of thing going on with the whole, Oh, it was humans all along (laughs) where it's like, it's, I think that that would have been a bit tired. Mm. It is cool but I feel like it's something that's been done before, but you could say that it just being a different alien race is just as like uninteresting as that might be. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but at the, it's, it's kind of weird where I feel like if that is truly how they went, that is in my brain predictable, but maybe that's just cause I don't have the benefit of 
that being the case mm-hmm. to where it's since it's not canon, I can't really actually speak to how impactful it would have been. Sure. Yeah. Cause it, I'm pretty sure it was only really alluded to, right? That'll be part of my answer. Connor. Well, we say the question again. So basically just to summarize it, uh, what is our opinion on the concept of humor? Humans were forerunners instead of right now where humans aren't forerunners and forerunners are a separate species. So this is a what if. Yeah. Do you think it's better if the humans are forerunners or if or if where it is right now where forerunners are a separate species? Keep it as it is. Like it works. Yeah. But if I, I, I do I do find the idea it, of the covenant worshiping humans unintentionally being really funny. It, pretty hilarious. It, it would be funny and like like you said, cool. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I, I really can't add more on as like, I'd be copying you pretty much. I think that. we've only seen it presented for a whoa moment. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We haven't really gotten to see it described how that would work and how that affects the story. Yeah. It would be funny. I would like to see something like that happen. It was alluded to a big old irony. Uh, and supposedly the end all be all was supposed to be three, four, three going, you are forerunner, but we've already been able to kind of talk our way around what he means by that. Um, the thing is, is that Bungie on purpose did not care very much about background lore. It was just their thing. They cared about the games and being cool over the books making sense. Hence why on multiple occasions, they just retconned the books and said publicly, if it happened in the games, it happened. If it had been in the books and it happened in a game differently, the game is how it happened. The book is just, I guess, alternate reality or whatever. 343, on the other hand, when they got their hands on the franchise, they immediately made the statement that every single piece of Halo's content, all of it, is just as important as each other. So they started holding the books to the same pedestal, like on the same pedestal as the games. Almost every book. <laughs> and so what they We're done talking about it. <laughs> what they did was they would go back, and they're still doing this. They would go back and reprint old books with edits and fixes so that they made sense in the lore. Um, they fixed fall of reach in a couple different ways. So now it fits in rather well. Um, they, they fixed quite a few things. And so the, the, the matter of humans being forerunners is the argument is that Frank O'Connor is the reason why the forerunners are a separate species because it was his terminals that alluded to them being a separate species in halo three. Now I can understand that. However, the, the team that was writing those terminals in the entirety of the story, it's not like you could just sneak in your own fan fiction into a finished game. It had to be approved. It had to go through the entire council. Joseph Staten himself saw it. So if he saw it and he approved it, then, and even he has said outward outwardly that he doesn't really want to mention like what he thinks on that matter. Bungie purposely left it as a mystery. They wanted, they had considered the idea. There's a cut cut scene that they never worked on, but they did have it in concept on, in like, uh, in storyboards. Arbiter coming upon a forerunner corpse and it's a human skeleton. Like that was going to be a cut scene. It was going to be a huge revelation, but they cut it. Why would they cut it? They probably didn't want to reveal it. The mystery was the coolest part. I remember being a kid and being completely in awe of the structures and everything, the culture of the forerunners and constantly debating with my friends growing up, were they human or not? Um, when the didact finally showed up, it kind of felt like the bubble was busted, but I still loved, I loved the didact. I thought he was cool. Um, 
So I would say it's better that the forerunners are separate species, mostly because if anything, it adds more content. We have a whole separate species of of content that we can get from their stories. Ancient humans still exist, so we still have their stories as well. These characters can interact with each other in a much deeper way than if it was just ancient humans talking to future humans. Um, It just adds more depth to a story that would have been just basically God created man, man died, God recreated man, man live. And I like the idea of handing the mantle of responsibility on to a different Yes. Species, even though the forerunners stole it. We, we, don't, need, we don't need to mention that how, how much of a <laughs> crybaby they cool. are. <laughs> yes. <Yeah, it's> cool. <laughs> Were you going to say something, Connor? No. No. Okay. <clears throat> I was trying to clear Next question. <laughs> yes. Turbo Furby asks, in concept art for Halo 5, there was a... Oh, excuse me. There was <laughs> oh my a, God. <laughs> there was a dog alongside an ODST. What are your thoughts on the idea of a dog mauling a grunt <laughs> or dog friendlies? Yes. I want Riley for Halo. Yes. <laughs> yes. It, Juice him up a little bit, you know, with, with some of those but, UNSC uh, gummies. I don't know. I was about to say, it would be cool, but could it really compare to the Covenant? Yeah, you know what? You would have to do some work to that dog. I want space German Shepherds now. <laughs> I think it's German Shepherd could take on a grunt. You know, actually, I have to make this very clear because I told James and he was, he was excited when I told him. Uh, it is canon. Golden Retrievers are still alive in the 2500s. There nice. is a there is a three-legged dog named. Give me a moment. Hold on. So James. Oh, my lord. How about them brownies? <laughs> <laughs> just give me a second. Let's go brownies. January Joe. Yep. Just give me a second. Mabel. The dog is named Mabel. Yes. Uh, I wonder if I can find the very funny scene that I loved from the short story. There's a bunch of short stories at the end of First Strike. That's that's what I'm saying here. Um, do, 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 do. Uh, one moment. I'll get there. I'll find I'll hope it. I'll hope it be lost if Golden Retrievers went extinct. I'm just saying I think it's a sign of the times if Golden very Retrievers true. leave. Like if they leave us behind, because I don't, I think they're a spacefaring race that are here to protect us. Um, it's somewhere in here. It'd be a fun topic of conversation. What dogs are not of this planet? Pugs. (laughs) Do you ever ever seen old paintings of pugs? They, yeah, they're, they're completely different. They used to look like normal dogs. You mean they, they didn't look like noses? You mean they but we've like inbred animals? them into deformity. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, gosh, you mean they aren't? They didn't always look like we just football slammed a dog into the ground. No. Uh, um, I can't really find the exact thing I was looking for, but I did find another one that was. The same vibe. Um, (laughs) Oliver then asked Mabel what she thought of his foolproof plan. He wasn't entirely sure that he could count on it as a positive affirmation, but then, but just then she broke wind and he took that as a sign of relief. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Next question. (laughs) Just golden retrievers. (laughs) Anyway, last question. Fuzo 22 Fox asks, if you're in the Halo universe, are you willing to leave planet Earth? And what kind of work would you like to do in the Halo universe? Okay. I have answers for both. Uh, so I'll give, I'll give you guys time. So would I leave it. Earth and what would I like to do as a job? Yes. Would you want to live on a different colony and what would you like your job well, to be? Well, I would leave because I would enlist. 
Ooh, okay. Uh, do I get a spaceship to travel around with, or am I just screwed? To Depends on what your job is. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'd want to be a moisture farmer on the on the little known UNSC <laughs> planet known as Tatooine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I, I guess. I guess initially I would like to en- enlist into the forces and then become just a, a hired killer. It's an assassin. Be an assassin. Yeah, I could travel anywhere I want. I mean, they're actually, yeah. uh, that's the thing that's not really talked about very often in Halo lore is the concept of PMCs. Mm. Like, I'm, I'm curious if there are PMCs in the Halo universe that we just never get to see. Because there got, there's just got to be, you know what I mean? That would be very interesting to see pop up. I would love it. Uh, I'm trying to find what the name of the job is, but this guy actually has the job that I would want. Moisture farmer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But no. um, So it's this guy, this guy, Oliver, Um, his job. I can't find the name of it, but oh, yep. Fetcher. Fetchers are basically uh, the UNSC needs slip space drives. It's just the way it is. They'll take any of them. Civilian, military, doesn't matter. And what fetchers do is they get paid to go out in their own ships, find uh, like dormant or abandoned ships, uh, strip the ship and take the slip space drive and then fly it back to human space. And that's all they do. But they make hella cash and are, sometimes and they see cool stuff are any of the human slip space like technology theirs or is it all just stolen what do you mean like unsc yeah no no no. they, they made their own slip space uh, engines okay. and call they, just yeah. the, these guys go and get extras it, it, they go and get the ships that got abandoned like they go to like human ships sometimes will either just they'll be destroyed, but the subspace drive is still intact or a civilian ship will have been abandoned and it's just floating around in space empty. Like, yeah. Yeah. The spare ones. Yeah. uh, He'll go and and grab them, take the subspace drive for himself. Hey, you, these things ain't easy to make. (laughs) Go out and float in space and get this thing (laughs) on your little baby dinghy. I I don't know why those, go out and float in space. (laughs) (laughs) And attach it to your dinghy. With your three-legged dog. With your three-legged dog. (laughs) It's really sad, actually. He, in this, the short story has, like, how he's talking about how he's going to go on a date with a girl when he gets back home and everything like that. He dies, doesn't he? He, uh, well, you don't know, uh, to be honest, um, something goes wrong with the slip space drive that he picked up and he uses this like escape pod sort of thing. And the emergency beacon is activated, but he's out in the middle of nowhere space. So we don't know, but for, for them, we just know that he, Mabel. he was just floating around with Mabel in his arms. Oh, <laughs> that's all we know. Chilling eternally. I'd like to think that captain keys returned from the grave. to pick him. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. I've got it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have to wrap up the episode because this has turned into the longest episode that we've ever done. I was going to say, uh, <laughs> what are we doing? That was fast. Yeah. So uh, thank you all so How much. How long are we at? Two hours and 15 minutes. Oh, <laughs> there was a lot wow. 
Thank you so much, everybody, for, for huh. joining us this week. Uh, please share the show around if you got folks that want to know more about the Halo franchise. We know tons, and we're happy to share it. If you want to join us in our community, you can go to discord.gg forward slash jumperscape. If you want to support us directly, you can go to patreon.com forward slash jumperscape or ko-fi.com forward slash jumperscape. <sighs> We have a lot of things coming down the pipeline for 2024, so stay tuned. Keep your eyes on our Discord and YouTube channel because we'll be getting a roadmap set up here pretty soon of all the things that we're trying to do. So get excited, get thrilled, and get connected, my friends. Thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you guys next week. The Library was produced and published by Jumperscape Audio. Funding was provided by our fantastic patrons on Patreon. If you enjoy the show and wish to support Jumperscape's future projects or get some sweet benefits, join our Patreon at patreon.com jumperscape or become part of this truly special community at discord.gg jumperscape. Thank you for your listenership and we hope you enjoyed.